The Paychex Business Series with Gene Marks is bringing you business owners and experts like Rich Rowell of Facebook and Noah Breslow of OnDeck. Hear about today's top issues, business innovation, and the road to recovery. Listen at Paychex.com slash business series. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all your other favorite streaming services. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And everything you need to make a podcast is in just one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tell them the Black Guy Wrestling Podcast sent you. This is a Pod Dealers Network podcast. I hold back this feeling for so long. I'm gonna play no games, boy. No, don't. Yo, this is an excellent choice, bro. Yeah, pay, 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 pay. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I feel like it's really appropriate for the climate. <laughs> you know? You're absolutely right, man. Mm. Come on. I ain't gonna do the intro right now. I'm gonna let this rock a little bit. I'm gonna let this rock. <sighs> ain't no thing. Over, under, how many times have this playlist? August and David. <laughs> I'm gonna say... At least 25. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't even feel like they played that, man. I don't feel, I don't feel oh, like Oh, you they... think August fucked his music? Huh? No. You know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? That's All a right. good point. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, they, what he probably fucked through. My dad is a very sensitive subject. You ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, live from downtown Hampton, or Midtown, depending on you, your demographic. This is the Black Guy Wrestling Podcast, Volume 67. Yes. Part two. Yes, man. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Just the two of us. Woo! <laughs> All right, let's get it going. This is definitely part two of Volume 67 because last week, last week didn't go well. No, it didn't. Which was a shame, man, because that was a good episode. I thought we killed it. But that was a- but uh, coming in first, Scotland Underwood. Coming in second is Solo Nolo Green. Uh, D Max not here. D <laughs> D Max under the weather. Yeah, D Max under the weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. You, you 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 take something and you get better with it. You know what I mean? And we don't do guests on this show. We mm-hmm. we don't do guests because there's no guest in this family. We do co-host. We do co-host. And today's co-host it's is a special one. Yes, the Triple C. <laughs> Chocolate City Champion, the, the new, new classic, classic. <laughs> Billy Dixon. <laughs> What's popping, y'all? What's up, my man? How you doing, bro? I am doing good, yes, sir. man. Nice, it's nice. good to be on the Black Guy Wrestling Podcast. Yes, sir. Hey, man, man, we happy to have you here. Yes, man. Look, we're going to have a good time today. History to make it, man. You know what I mean? Look, first of all, I got to shout out my cousin. Because this had, like, in my mind, this has been a manifestation. We've been waiting you to come on the show. Mm-hmm. But my cousin, he runs the actual Twitter page. Okay. And he okay. called out everybody. 
did. <laughs> he was like, yo, y'all live in close proximity. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Which is, I think is just good timing that you live literally about 45 minutes away. Yep. <laughs> so, we understand you. We're, in this room, is an understanding of how bad the traffic is. Yep. Especially, <laughs> especially the type of recording this. Yes. So, I appreciate you. Rush hour. Yeah. You know, but shit, hey. That shit is crazy. It's for the culture. For the 7-5. You know? Yeah. And so, uh, of course, you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Boom. Google Podcasts, Boom. Spotify, Boom. Stitcher Radio, Boom. Pandora! Boom, boom. Pod Dealers Network, what's happening? What's up, fam? And of course, go ahead and get your umbrellas ready. Ah. Yes, sir. Always. See, man, you see we bring, you know what I mean? Y'all lit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to warm myself up. I wasn't ready for all this. Oh nah, man, it's cool. So we got a we got a heavy show today. You know what I mean? We like I said, we don't we don't do the interview thing. We're not we're not those type of people. Thank God. Yeah. Y'all yeah. Y'all nah, nah. So when did you first watch wrestling? Yeah, I so can't stand that. No. Show. <laughs> so who's your first wrestler? Yeah, your favorite. First, who's your inspiration? Myself. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <Yeah. laughs> but uh, we got a lot to talk about. Of course, we got our wrestling stuff. We got our culture stuff. Mm-hmm. But we do want to start out because you are on the world famous. You know what I mean? Black Guy Wrestling Podcast. So you got yeah. people in Korea. You got people in Africa. In Africa you know oh, what yeah. I mean? That probably maybe have never heard of Billy Dixon, man. So who is Billy Dixon? Billy Dixon is, um, if Dusty Rhodes is actually black. Mm. Um, Billy Dixon is a, a product of the uh, Claremont Village Projects in the South Bronx mm. in New York City. That's yes, her. Born and raised by uh, Aline Dixon and the OG. Billy uh, William Dixon, senior. That's a, uh, that's a dope ass. <laughs> he is a he is a he is um, a, a mixture of a bunch of things that you make a wrestler do not go together well, and uh, he does not know when to uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> if you follow him on twittercom slash the Billy Dixon, uh, he you know he speaks his mind and he uh you know he he does his wrestling thing, but it's it's about it's just about culture and just like. I don't even know. Billy Dixon's a lot of shit. Real talk. Yeah, Rubik's Cube. I'm still trying to figure him out. That's real, though, man. That's real. Because, like I said, man, uh, you know, we followed you on Twitter for, it's been, a, you know, we've been rocking for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing I've always appreciated about you is, you know, your your honesty, your realness. Mm-hmm. Like, you're unapologetic about who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, like I said, on Twitter and just in life, you don't really get too much of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. But uh, one of my favorite things about you is that you're unapologetically you. So Mm -hmm. that's what uh, draws us to that. And I think that's what makes you like what you are, like as great as like a wrestler and a person. Well, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I'm going to just say, because I feel like, you know, when you told that, I think the thing about it is it's just like, like being quote unquote unapologetic or whatever kind of synonym. There's still a lot of fear that goes into that kind of uh, state, way of being, state of mind. Uh, it don't just happen, you know. You know, fake the funk. Confidence is uh, is a is a delusion that you be, become a reality. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate it, but you know, I I hope everybody can one day, you know, just look at what people's opinions are and just realize it's just that it's an opinion, it's a thought. It's not a law. It's not anything like that. So that's what I try to do with my social media. And I, I think that, you know, uh, we, 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 we're we scared so much of just saying something that's just obvious. 
You know, like, it'll be a bunch of us in a room, somebody brushing, you know, just hand the man the tic-tac, you know? Yeah, and just be like, be like, bro, <laughs> I'm just trying to look out, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, or you get more serious, and, you know, you dealing with wrestling and all this stuff that's popping off about wrestling. It's just like, if you tattoo a Nazi insignia on somebody, that makes you a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I, I just, to me, it's just infuriating, and it's just really stupid to just not point out the obvious you know what I'm saying so that's what my social media is it's just like I'll take the L you know yeah. but I, I I can't be with the fake shit you know it, it's not the way man it's not the way I think because just like you said in like general public you like people were scared to tip that line you yeah. know like they're 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 afraid to I guess go into that conversation like you want everybody to like you mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it's like you're not gonna tell somebody like you're not gonna be the one to tell somebody that they breast things because you don't think that oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings right, right. but at the same token I think as society has started to go in a certain direction and the way that things have been happening in the world I think we're I think we're tipping that away from that you know what I mean we're not being so scared of what is on our mind because clearly people aren't afraid to say what's on their mind Yeah, you know what I mean which is you know, you know. It's what it is. It's a mixed bag. It is a mixed bag. It comes with the good and the bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's always gonna be that way. Yeah. It's always gonna be that way. I just I just feel like look, like a lot of this great awakening stuff and a lot of this 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 year, life is short and I just I'm not going to spend the remainder of whatever my term of life is going to be tiptoeing around bullshit. That just don't make sense to me. I'ma say it how it is and you know, if you rock with me, cool. And if you don't, cool. But like, here's the thing, it's just like if this whole stuff that's been going on, you know, COVID, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, you know, some of this stuff coming about, like, speaking out wrestling and all that kind of stuff. If I haven't told you that just, like, if you, if you it, it takes way less effort to be real or to be you than it does to put on a facade. Mm-hmm. It takes way less effort. And I think that people are having this moment, and when it comes to things like respectability, politics, and all that kind of shit... People just having this moment of just being like, ah, man, I'm over that. Like, I'm just, I'm going to just be me. And what will be, will be. So, you know, I I don't know where this is even coming from. But I guess I've been dying to say this, but I haven't had the right forum to say it. But, like, you came to the yeah, right place today, buddy. You came to the right place. We don't pull no punches here. Yeah, nah, mm-hmm. I don't believe in that either. But, yeah, I appreciate y'all for uh, putting over my social media. Straight up, man. Oh. Straight up. Oh, man, we're fans of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Now, as a wrestler, how long have you been wrestling? Be five years. Uh, it was five years, July 10th. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. man, you just had the anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestleversary. Yeah. The Wrestleversary. Now, have you, um, do you take those same principles? Like, with, like, I can imagine, we've never been in a locker room, but we can imagine a wrestling locker room could be very intimidating at first. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's, you know, it's a lot of different personalities. So how do you take the person that you are and you make it work with fellow wrestlers, bookers, promoters. Is it a is it a blended conversation with people, or is it more of a you have to find ways to not divert yourself, mm-hmm. but blend into the environment? Mm-hmm. All right, so there's two answers to that. If you green, and then when you don't give a fuck. Uh, when you green, you tiptoe. No, sir. Yes, sir. You know. 
you're more on the subservient side, you're pretty much a bitch, you know, yeah. like, and you're just trying to not cause no trouble, no problems, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's the way wrestling, you know, kind of ingratiates its young, its young people into locker rooms, you know, you know, kind of like children, yeah. you know, you want to be, you can be seen but not heard, uh, and, you know, and then I think for me, there was just a point where I'm just like, I'm gonna just do me, like, you know, so, I mean, for the most part, like, not all locker rooms are bad. Like, there's, I've been in way more positive locker rooms than negative locker rooms, but the negative locker rooms are gonna stick out. But, like, for me, you go into a locker room, you know, you are gonna feel deja vu of, like, high school or whatever. It is gonna be segmented into clicks. I mean, that's just natural, you know what I'm saying? But I think the cool thing about some of the places I work at is that everybody kind of just floats around. So, for example, I work at a company in New Jersey called Pro Wrestling Magic. Shout out to Pro Wrestling Magic. Um, and I can literally talk to Homicide for five minutes and then talk shit about drag and shit with Eddie McQueen mm-hmm. in the same locker room. And it's not weird and it's not like this like tense, awkward energy and people kind of just like, you know, on some game shit, like, you know, stay on your side. Stay on, not, you can float mm-hmm. around. So for me, uh, it's cool. Like, I just, I'm myself. Now I just, I, I, I do me. And, you know, there's some people that just don't like me, and that's cool. Like, I am not delusional to think that all 7 billion people that I share this planet with are going to think that I'm the bee's knees. That's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the people that I rock with, we're cool. You know, I float around. Like, I remember one time at a show, I had a cigarette with Matt McIntosh, talked to Faye Jackson about some shit, and then um, talked to this one promoter guy, but I forgot his name. And I'm like... Those are three different type of motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's weird. And these are and, and also like in wrestling, you're in, in interacting and befriending people that you would have never been cool with had you not had this common goal and kind of let that be the icebreaker into like actually like being cool with one another and like sharing some other viewpoints that you wouldn't have thought if you were in another kind of environment. If that makes sense. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so you know, I I just say in a, in a locker room, you gotta be you. And some people are not going to like that. You got to just accept it. And then move on and keep being you. And, you know, as long as you're not a, an asshole, you know, as long as you are respectful and as long as, you know, you, you know, you don't, you know, I can't, there are people and they are, they range from people that are on TV or used to be on TV or whatever, who come in locker rooms, don't speak and leave, you know? And I understand to some extent why that mentality exists, but like, you know, you could just be pleasant. You know, a simple yeah. Yeah. Being respectful. You know some shit. people Some people They don't do that They just go in They go out I'm one of those type of people Where I go I wrestle a match And I do leave You know And I, I, I kick it You know And then I leave But like I'm just not I can't be antisocial That's just not how I go How it goes So for the most part Just be easy And you'll have a good time You know Some locker rooms Especially when you start out And you're in shindy locker rooms The worst You know Low 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 level promotions Those are when You're going to deal with Way more inflated egos And like Delusions of grandeur, which leads to like a lot of people having to be on that bitch to just to survive. Yeah, you know. But the higher you climb, that kind of just goes away. So I got some, yeah, I can understand. Um, so if I remember correctly, you just started like I don't know if you've been doing the promo class, mm-hmm. but um, is this like you just started doing this or? Oh yeah. So, um, uh, with this whole speaking out movement and stuff like that, I kind of like rock this area 757 a little bit you know I had my own story that came out and a lot of people disregarded it that's their choice 
Um, and then there was an issue going on at a school called PWA in Yorktown, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it was just that, you know, the trainer, his name is Bill Crockett. He didn't, you know, do anything that's illegal or anything that's like wrong. But no, let me take that back. He made some poor choices and he, you know, consulted with his trainees and his trainees brought my name up and uh, my friend Jared, Aaron and uh, Jordan Blade. And, you know, we just kind of came together and decided that we're going to like, you know, run this school and we're going to tackle different things. So my thing is character, social media, promos, uh, production, things like that. How to how to create, I hate this word, how to create your brand. You know what mm. I'm saying? Yeah. It's so fucking pretentious. I feel like I live in Silicon Valley or some shit. But like, you know, that's what we're doing over there. So every Thursday at PWA in Yorktown, um, Billy Dixon teaches promo classes. And then we do uh, uh, free mat matches where we critique the matches and stuff like that. So I, I've only been doing it for a week. Okay. Uh, I do it tomorrow, actually, second class, and we're gonna do that. And then you know, there's curriculum and all that kind of stuff, and it's a, it's a chill vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, we all just trying to learn the craft. Yeah, because uh, if I think it's the same place, it's like it's that's the, the same, same place. place. All right, so that was the. We've I, been I, I, yeah, I've been yeah. in the ring before. It was the first time I ever been in, like in a real ring. Uh huh. And I was just like, oh my god. Like, yeah. niggas really be jumping from this. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It fucks you up. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, you just start thinking of, like, everything that you've seen. Like, I can't believe niggas really jump from this side of the ring. I hopped on the second, uh, the second um, turnbuckle. And I was like, damn, niggas really get on to, like, the top of this shit. <laughs> and then on top of that, they doing flips. I'm like, you know what? My my area is the ground. I'll be a great manager. But That's, that's what I can't yeah, do. Yeah. But, um... I mean, you're a very charismatic guy, you know what I mean? Especially when you watch your matches. So, can you, in the, just in, just said the week, but have you ever been in a locker room, like, you've spotted somebody, you're like, that, that, that word, it. You know what I mean? Like, people that have followed pro wrestling, they've always heard, like, like, if you listen to, like, Bruce Pritchard, blah, 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 they say, this person has it. Mm-hmm. What is it? What determines if somebody has it? Ooh, that's loaded. You know what I mean? Because is it is it their ability to connect with the crowd? Is it the way that they carry the ring? Because I, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, but in today's standard of wrestling, it's very in-ring-based. Uh, so, all right. So when it comes to it, for me, my definition, I think it's, Somebody who, without even trying, draws attention to themselves mm-hmm. and, and commands the attention. Yeah. And people are invested in whatever it is that they're doing. And I've seen... I'm sounding such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, like, a handful of people in my time of wrestling that I believe have, like, it. Um, there's a lot of very talented people. Yeah, of course. But there's this, like, this energy. Um, like, for example, Trisha Dora has it. Because... She's able to really command people to pay attention to the little things, to the big things, and everything in between in her matches and her presentation. And um, she creates a really special environment. Um, I think uh, another person would be Corinne Mink, who she does this like Golden Girls in Fight Club, me Stone Cold gimmick. And she really can grab a crowd by the balls and not let go. Um, 
I think uh, Sonny Kiss has it. Yeah. I think he's very uh, special because he uh, he is one of the few people left in mainstream pro wrestling that creates a, a suspension of disbelief yeah. and doubt in his matches. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, uh, to me, like, who has it? Uh, there's so many people in this game that that are very talented, <clears throat> excuse me, but um, don't know how to turn it up to 10,000 and don't know how to, like, make it for every person sitting there. They kind of just focus on either themselves or, like, Papa the Boys in the back or, like, their little fan base that comes to shows. But these people that I just mentioned have this thing where, like, the second they come to the curtain, it's just like, whoa. Yeah. And people's brains automatically are wired. Because, like I said, tonight, you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday, and it mm. just so happens to be the night that Sonny Kiss yeah. wrestles Cody Rhodes. And for those that listen to this show, I'm, you know, I don't know if you know, I'm not the biggest Cody Rhodes fan. He is not. Oh, what's your favorite Cody? Ah, oh, fuck him. <laughs> yep, he really Y'all didn't see what I did. You don't even at that. <laughs> no, but like I said, I think tonight for Sunny Kiss, it's a very prominent showcase because, like I said, he's been on the AEW roster for a year now. Mm-hmm. You see the little bit like glimpses of what he can do in the ring, mm-hmm. and like I said, you know, it's funny that Lucha Underground has been like kind of a topical thing this week. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I think it's because we're realizing that it had a lot of influence influence on wrestling. Yeah, yeah. and like I said, a lot of people, the first time I ever got introduced to Sunny Kiss was Lucha Underground, the Mm -hmm. match he had with Jack Evans. And I was just like, this dude's going off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I remember two things about Sunny Kiss. You're exactly right. He had, first time seeing him, you're like, I don't know what I'm going to expect. And then when you see him get down in the ring, it's like, yo, this is... For me, I was like, this is different. This is new. The word, the word that comes to mind, like, when Sonny Kiss come on is, like, he's captivating. Yeah. Like, you have, like, he makes you have to, like, pay attention to what he's about to do mm-hmm. and, like, what's going on in the match. Or even when he's just coming down to the entrance way. Yeah. Like that. But, um, I like I said, I think this is, because, you know, I mean, the, the argument I've always had with AEW is they have a, a black problem. Oh yeah, they don't, that, have, they, don't have makes, enough, they don't have enough brothers and sisters on our yeah, yeah, I mean that's just at this point that's not even like a controversial opinion. It's just it's a fact. Not, I mean, did, when AEW first formed, did you think like, oh, this is you know, I mean, like, like was your dream to get the WWE or anything? I mean, it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I, then I became a wrestler. <laughs> um, and then I got, then I was a real nigga, and I, you know, real nigga, <laughs> but like, you know. Uh, Nah, yeah, I mean, everybody's goal, I mean, when I first trained, my goal was to have, I have more realistic goals, I wanted to have a mid-card match in the middle of WrestleMania in 15 minutes, That's mm-hmm. real. like, That's real. on some Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels shit, like, in the middle of the show, or some Kofi, Daniel Bryan, which was in the middle of the show, because, like, old school logic, the main event is actually in the middle of the show, if you go way, way back, so, like, Bruno San Martino's yeah. match was always dead in the middle, it was never last, because, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. When it's the middle of the match, it would usually be before intermission. So when they would come back from intermission, in order to draw the house the next again month, mm-hmm. so it'd probably be most likely it'd be a rematch of the person that he just wrestled. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it'd be like Bruno and Larry Sabisco, mm-hmm. and then they would get it'd be like, oh, you know, next month 
Bruno was wrestling Larry Spisco in a street fight. And that's how they would they would draw the Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but uh Yeah, that's a uh, that's true. I, I, a lot of people don't don't talk about the I mean, I mean the it, main event being the middle of the card. And I mean, going back to like being black and being a wrestler, right? Like and like like it's a valid criticism of the AEW product that the black representation is incredibly low. You know? Um, and I mean and, and, and they have a lot of valid criticisms out there of their product but I think one of the best things that happened this year out of everything that's happened is I don't know if you guys saw it but Jay Rose who uh, who's like this like who's gonna get signed somewhere so fucking fast to do video production I'm gonna miss that kid um, oh uh, Jay Rose Jay Rose okay yeah, 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 okay. IWTV he mm-hmm. did that best of black independent wrestling yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. and one of the major things I hear from white promoters scouts blah 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 is this whole bullshit of like uh we just don't see any black talent that like pops through the screen Lies. like and and, and, Lies. Then, and then my bro jay rose were like all right here's three hours of the very best the best and every single person i could vouch for it to be incredibly talented yeah, yeah. and there's so many that wasn't even on it i mean and it's just like you know i hope that if you work for an AEW or WWE or an MLW or any kind of major company, I hope you take a look at that because that's a collection of the best on-site talent. You yeah. know, to me, it's kind of weird how O'Shea Edwards is a Ring of Honor prospect, but he's not on their television. And, like, he would stand out immediately because he's one of the few guys that isn't five foot seven and under. Yeah. You yeah. know? He's, he's a big motherfucker. Monster. I mean, listen, <laughs> let me explain that to you. I wrestled the man, okay? I seen it. I'm going to take the genie out of the bottle. That man threw me. I that man threw my big 290-pound ass out of the ring. And I said, I looked up and I was like, I'm coming, Elizabeth. Holy fuck. I mean, that motherfucker threw me. So he is so strong and he's so talented and... He's very good on the mic. I yeah. think uh, he he has a very different type of cadence to his promos and his aura and his personality. And I just think that we need to see way more of that type of energy um, on on these platforms. So there's a lot of black talent out there, and I just hope that you know people get over <laughs> the racism uh, to you know <laughs> uh, to, to give the brothers and sisters a shot, especially because like I was just watching AEW Dark, and this woman, her name is. Oh, you talking Lord about forgive uh, me. Ray Chanel? Ray Chanel. Like, Ray I was Chanel. like, "Holy fuck!" I watched that shit, and I was like, "This is a great character. This is a great quote unquote gimmick." Because she came out with the like the Chanel bag, yeah, she had the, the and then in like here, the scarf on, and like okay, so like I'm a big details guy. So one of my favorite details um, was uh, one of my favorite details about her is that when she ran the ropes. She did this. She was yeah. little with her little purse. And I just thought, you know what? This girl, she she got something. Like, this is something that, you know, it's like baps. Like, it's yeah, like, no, you know, no. you could do a lot of character work. She could, and she could not just be a wrestler. She could be a valet. She could be a general manager. She could be a whole bunch of different shit. And I'm like, our, we got a lot of, of our people can do a lot of different shit. Yeah. And we just yeah. need the platform to do it, you know? A chance. You know? Just <laughs> sink or swim. Right. You know, but it got to be presented. So right. that's how I feel about it. Like, you know, we were talking earlier this week, especially about like, we were talking about uh, Raw and we were talking about uh, mm-hmm. Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. And I read that 
Bianca wasn't the original. Like, it was supposed to be Liv Morgan. But because Liv, I guess, is out for something. She got hurt. They, she got hurt. Okay. So they put Bianca in the spot. And so the, the criticism for the past couple weeks has been Bianca is has all this talent, all this charisma. But has she's not. It. Has it. Yeah, very much so. But she's not being featured. I mean. <laughs> we know the reason. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to put it this way. I remember with the Royal Rumble and all that kind of shit, there was like this big like, oh yeah, black girls are dope in wrestling. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, like I remember like it was didn't like, Naomi trend? Was, yes, yes. They, she was like featured on like she was on BET. She was on BET <laughs> and she was like on Ebony, uh, Ebony and Essence. She was on. There was a lot of coverage about yes. her because for the first time, and this is actually some real shit. That was the first time a black woman has worn an afro mm-hmm. on WWE programming. Wow, ever. Ooh. Ever. That's crazy. And when you think about she that just shit. Made my head hurt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when you think about that shit, dog. that's that's incredible. And like I think for her, like the one thing about her, if you compare her to all the other um wrestlers, I always thought this about her. She could have been like a lot bigger. I mean, she's incredible and she's had a great, great career, but she could have been like a Rey Mysterio for kids. Like mm-hmm. she she with the glow gimmick and all that and like way before that when she was like a fucking doctor because she was one of the only divas at the time that was doing super athletic shit I mean she's still the most athletic woman on the roster yeah. you know but it's just like I wonder why they don't give a black woman a chance to make more money than a white man you know mm. uh, so that's kind of what it is but yeah uh, there's a lot of great black talent that is signed and unsigned that could really make some moves but you know Unfortunately, like, we don't have any in prominent positions. There are absolutely no black people besides Brandy Rhodes uh, that have positions of power in wrestling. Mm. Like, I can't think of one. That, I mean, like, an executive level, you know? That irritates me. That really does. And we talk about that shit all the time. But it's like... It's real. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's very irritating. I'm about to say, there's only, like, a couple... Of black people that have their own uh, like company, right? Yeah. Like only that have their own um, like foundation and everything. I'm gonna say that we probably are under 25 black owned companies in the United States of America. I'm sorry, you said 25. Under yeah. 25. I, I I believe. I didn't know there were 25. Yeah. Um, if that, you know. If mm-hmm. that. Um, shout out to Fight Club. Shout out to Super Crazy. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to, shout out to Roy uh, Johnson. Everything Pattern in the UK. That was fucking dope. Um, and then there's some African con- African companies that were featured in Advice, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, remember that. Um, I remember that. But it's, 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 you know, it's real out here. You know, my goal, my dream is like... Yeah, I was, was going to say, what's, what's, what's your goals when it comes to this, this wrestling show? All right, man? so we're going to keep it real. We watching... Uh, the, the, the AEW. I hope Sonny yeah. Kiss whoops this nigga's ass. Uh, we watching yeah. Sonny, you know, Sonny grab the brass ring. Um, and he's looking oh, very, he very, very, very nice huh? in his... He about to win this belt. Oh, absolutely. Very nice in his yellow and black outfit. But my goal is actually to be a lot like Cody Rhodes, actually. Oh, I, mm. I would like to be... Uh, <laughs> I would like to be able to uh, have a uh, wrestling company... Two hours on BET or TV One. Wow. Oh, okay. Um, that's kind of my goal. Showtime, uh, stars. 
uh, I would love the opportunity to have an all or predominantly black wrestling company, yeah. uh, you know, uh, in, in the country and distributed internationally um, featuring us. Because I think that there's a lot of money in it, and I think that when it comes to black entertainment, uh, especially in the television sector, there's not a lot of diverse options. Mm-hmm. It's like you got love and hip hop, basketball. That's kind of it. Yeah. You know, it's not and you know, and like a like a power or something like that. Yeah. You know, but right now we're not really fucking with the football. You know, right <laughs> now, you know, you know. <laughs> Right now, we not really, we not really, you know, basketball. All our homies are testing positive for COVID. Everybody, they, yeah, they are. So, you know, and I mean, there should be no wrestling, anyways. But anyways, but you know, there shouldn't be sports. There shouldn't be sports going on right now. But <laughs> this is where we at, you know. In a post, in a post COVID world, I would really like to see, uh, just like, and I have an idea for it, and I can't talk about it because there are people that have a very similar idea to me that could be making this happen, but. There is a very Afrocentric way to do professional wrestling that's never been done before, and that can also be way more inclusive uh, and bridging kind of the community together in a way that like we don't really see, um, uh, like, in media. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, God, I have this idea. Two hours. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, man, we'll talk about it all there, man. We don't want to tell you. Yeah, yeah. You don't got to keep all the secrets away. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I, I feel like you would have like all your uncles. Your uncles would be calling you, being like, "Yo, did you see Ashton Star? You know, did you see that O'Shea Edwards? Man, that Darius Lockhartus movie. All your aunties and your moms will fall in love with like a guy like Darius who's good looking, or like you know, you got that one like cousin that's like into rock and he like likes Trevor Aon. Who does that? Shout out to Trevor. Shout out to Trevor. You know, who got that vampire shit that's so slick or some blade shit, you know, like, ah, yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my goal. I would love for that to happen within my lifetime or to be a part of that if that happened without me at the helm. I was going to say, man, because you've been a part of, especially in the DMV area, because like I said, before I got on Twitter, I didn't know that wrestling was really prominent in the DMV area. So you've been a part of a lot of that scene. And I feel like you've also been a major integral part in the promotion, the uh, the notoriety, especially coming to, like I said, we're only, what, four months removed from, yeah, about four, from what, from Butch versus Gore? That was, yeah, that was March, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah which, we're, we're a little over four months Which, it's, to me, was the one of the last great independent shows that took place before everything got shut down. Mm-hmm. I... I have a really sick joke that I say with Lolo, and I told him, I'm like, we we booked the most progressive wrestling show ever, and the universe sorted itself out. That's real shit. That's real shit. That's real shit. I was like, oh, he had a goddamn crossroad. I'm about to say, he had it with a crossroad. Oh, yeah, Sonny. Hell yeah. Hey, not to cut you off, but I'd like, what I thought that, what big thing that I thought y'all were going to do was... Like uh, incorporate like a match or like a card at BlurredCon. I thought that to uh, what y'all had. Uh, I saw like some uh, talkings. Like that okay. was that would be with another company called Fight Club. Oh, okay. That uh, I'm the Chocolate City Champion of and has the, that gorgeous the, ass belt. Yes. <laughs> that gorgeous yes. ass belt. That belt is wonderful. <laughs> you might not be walking out with it. I'm just gonna keep it a brick with you. Right, look, man. <laughs> no, we might gotta get to the scrap and it's fine. I got a scrap to keep it, so I might as well get a little warmer before I go. But um, yeah, uh, I think that um, 
I think that yeah, there was some talk about trying mm. to get something going at BlurCon and things like that. You know, I think that wrestling in DC wasn't around for a long time, and like in the past year, it kind of kicked off. And you know, right now we having our own. You know, we we doing some important house cleaning and some mm. spring cleaning in the D&D area, but yeah, Butch vs. Gold was um, an incredible opportunity, um, and for me, you know, a lot of people were not privy to the fact that I was for another company that was LGBT uh, associated, I guess you could say. I was uh, ghost booking and doing a lot of the promotional work, creating flyers and posters and uh, going to like RuPaul's Drag Con to hand out flyers and, and you know, helping talent get booked and helping more black talent get booked and all kinds of shit. And I wasn't given the credit for that. And I think that like word traveled around and then I was able to get this opportunity. And to me, I wanted to book a wrestling show. In my personal opinion, a lot of these kind of pride shows, as a gay man, I don't really like a lot of them. Really? Um, Is there a particular what's your, I'm about to say, what's your Oh, yeah, team? they just book badly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, just my personal opinion, they just book badly. Like, I, I don't like the idea of, like, pandering. Like, and I think that some of these shows pander, and then some of these shows are just about the companies putting themselves over to being inclusive. It's like, like they're not being authentic with Yeah, it. it's not authentic. Yeah. I mean, I can feel it, you know? And, I mean, some of my brothers and sisters and siblings, you know, they uh, need to get the check, make the money, you know? But I wanted something that was, like, really raw and, like, authentic to how different queer people are. I mean, you know, you had two big black men fighting for a championship, then you had Effie and Faye, which was two freaks fighting. Yeah, and then yeah. you had, um, you know, Still Life and Lady Frost, which was like some Disney shit, you know. And then you had the, the Pride of Primetime, which was my favorite match on the show, which was seven very different motherfuckers fighting. And then you had, you know, Trish and Ashton, you know. Uh, so there was a lot of variety. And I think that you can, you first of all, you don't need to have... And luckily, this person won't be um, booked ever again. But I was tired of seeing Dick Guy being the most profitable gay talent when he wasn't even gay to begin with. He's on every fucking Pride show. I never understood that. But, you know, it's like he's a, he's a, he's a draw, so we have to book him, you know? Because, God, these gays can't draw themselves, you know? But it's just like, nah, actually, March 7, 2020, said that uh, we could, uh, you know? So, uh, yeah, for me, it's just like, I just want to see people being booked to their best ability. A lot of times, a lot of these pride shows in the booking, they don't consider the strengths and weaknesses of the talent. You know, for me, I've had to rebook the show three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, like, I saw that people were not being used in their best light. And I was like, oh, you know what, actually, let's move this around. Let's change this person. Let's do this here instead of doing this. Because I want a Russell Rogue to be able to, sh- to shine doing what he did or Devon Monroe, or Corinne, I was supposed to, I was originally supposed to wrestle Corinne Meek in a street fight, and then I was just like, she would do a lot better in a multi-person match, and the company wanted to do something with O'Shea Edwards, and I was just like, okay, we can do this thing where O'Shea literally, like, one of the things was that, like, O'Shea's a cool motherfucker, but his position is, like, a bad guy. How do we get him to be a bad guy? Well, he's got to beat the guy who, like, is running the show, and, like, Take his soul right. mm-hmm. in the middle of the ring, and it be fair. Mm. And like that's the <clears throat> you know that's the kind of heat that I like, especially working babyface and the type of babyface I work. When I lose, it's really disappointing because like there's no excuse. 
I lost. That sucks when you don't have an excuse. Like, homie was just better. You know? He didn't cheat. He just beat you. He was just better that night. But, like, a lot of, you know, but, like, I don't feel that a lot of people that do prize shows put a lot of thought into it. Or a lot of it is just to pop straight people. But you want to, don't you want to draw gay fans? Or, like, don't you want to, you want it to be good and not just get a pop on social media? You know, there were some prize shows that were being booked or things that I just personally didn't agree with the way that they were being laid out because to me it wasn't about putting over the gay talent queer talent it was about putting over how great these straight guys are for putting us over by having the, the we're so pleasured and honored to work with them I feel like that's the opposite effect that should be going for but, yeah. but a lot of people think that that's what they need to do because they don't think about the person that they're booking they just book them and hope that they can do their best to work around so and so skill set you know, and that's wrong. You got to put the, if you're doing this show with this goal, you got to think about okay, what is the best use I can use of um, Ashton Star? He needs to be in a match with somebody who can do the technical shit and tell the story. Him and Trisha Dorrit, first of all, DC versus DC because they're both from DC. Right. So that's a draw in and of itself. Yeah. Then it's two black folk fighting for the, the Pan African World Diaspora Wrestling title. Boom, that's another draw. And three, he's a great heel. She's a great baby face. And that's on some, you know, Owen Breck shit hot opener. You, you, can, turn, you can turn this shit off. Oh, it's over? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you, can turn, you can turn it off. Yeah. I mean, we don't need to watch it <laughs> at all. There's no point in giving them a pop for anything. Poass company. Poass nigga that he is. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, Bush vs. Go was a lot of fun. I really hope that when people do pride shows in the future that they really think about talent and not just making random matches. That's I think y'all said the I, I, Yeah, I was going to say, I think y'all, y'all are definitely the blueprint. Like, I hope so. I think that's how, like, that's that's how it should be. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, if I don't do nothing else in wrestling, that was a cool fucking contribution, oh, yeah. you know? So, I mean, I would like, just a lot more I would like to do. There's a lot more I told people I would like to do. But that was, that was something I'll never forget because, like, I felt magic and it, I felt, that was the first time, I'm going to be honest with you, and maybe I'm going to smoke up my own ass, that's the first time I felt a whole show, start to bottom, top to finish, where it was a feeling the whole night, instead of just a particular person. Sometimes you go on the show and you realize that they put somebody on top because they have it, and they're supposed to just do all the work for the whole show. Yeah. But everybody on that show, for me, in my opinion, I felt everybody really contributed very much so to that show, and like it is, it, it was, it was, it was really electric that night, and I just. I wish we could go back. I wish I could revisit that night, you know, because that, oof, that gave me the will to live, the will to wrestle. Yes, sir. Because that, you know, you know, your ideas all happening and getting the reactions that you thought they were good and mapping out that seven-way match, like, the way I thought it would, you know, all that shit. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I live for is my ideas working. So, yeah. Bush versus Gore, not the first, not the last. <laughs> oh, it won't be. No, sir. Now, no. you know, obviously, we... Beyond. We like we wanted to be there. We, we really wanted to be there. We wanted to support. And the one thing we were looking forward to before, like all the COVID stuff, and even after you know it been cleared up, was to attend uh, prime time. Mm-hmm. We, we were, you know, that was one thing. You know, we followed the pages on, and everything. It was on the list. It was on the list. It was on the list. Now, oh, yeah, can I get a piece of gum, Mark? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, my boy. Thank you. Appreciate but, uh, you. <laughs> but um. Obviously, these uh, these past couple weeks, especially with the speaking out movement, uh, has halted 
prime time. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, obviously, you don't have to divulge into anything that you don't want to talk about. But are you able to give us a little insight about what happened? Um, is it officially done? Is it um, is it going to be repackaged as something else? Um. So. I'm going to say this. I think that people have the right intentions when they start things and then they get too deep because it's a lot more complicated. Um, So in broad strokes, Nick, who is also known as Gator, uh, started the company with Lolo. He was the financial backer and the president and, you know, that position. And Lolo was the officer of culture and branding, which was, you know, in other words, it's like, you know, creating sponsorships, and securing the building, the social media management, and trying to do outreach. They were really doing that. And the things that we kind of were learning that none of us knew about <clears throat> until the Speaking Out thing happened was that there was incredible emotional abuse and uh, uh, Lowe was not being treated the way that they deserved to be treated. Um, and I think that Gator started primetime with all the best intentions and got himself caught up in some really fucking foul shit that financially fucked up his company and put a lot of people in bad positions and he has to deal with the consequences of that no matter if they are legal or social or whatever um and i think that it's pretty obvious with a lot of things that have come out publicly that there was a huge financial problem there and I think that that's a thing that he has to work out himself. He also has to get himself some counseling and some help for some of the things that he has done uh, uh, to Lowe and to other people that have spoken out there. There's a, a few people that have spoken out about the, the things that they've been going through. And for me, you know, what we tried to do was try to conduct an internal investigation, which we did not do perfectly. I'll say that, you know, and I was the head of that. So I kind of fucked up here and there on that one um but we tried to save our house but when you find out that someone's not being honest to you when their pants already they already been caught with their pants down yeah. you know mm-hmm. and they're continuing to lie to you and the lies that they're telling you are incredibly huge and at there, there's a certain point where you go this is above my pay grade this is not something i'm only 25 years old i you know i had to protect my peace at a certain point and i can't protect somebody not protect i can't help somebody be held accountable and make things right however they need to make things right when they're not being honest to me and I'm finding out a lot of shit that is insane um, and as far as the future of the company I mean I'm gonna say you won't see me there if, if, if there are primetime shows at which she's at the helm I will not be attending period Absolutely. Um, because he betrayed me trust and the roster and um, you know is there going to be some kind of uh, alternative new company I don't know uh, you know it's an L you're taking an L uh, you know but I think that there will be more contributions to DC being made in different ways um, and I think that it may not be something that's every other month or every month but when people you know because running, running professional wrestling is expensive on an independent level to begin with Running in Washington D.C. is astronomically expensive. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. we we talking like venues, licenses. We talking or... we talking like five digits 
you know, mm-hmm. when you add everything up together, sometimes how it can go. So, you know, it's, 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 it's challenging and it's hard. And, you know, hopefully somebody can come up and do something that'd be great. But, you know, we will, we will see. I'm trying to do my own thing, but that is also incredibly expensive. And I'm not in a position financially, just be keeping it sh- real with everybody to do. I can't run a company. I can't financially maintain that, you know, and have a an ethical business financial relationship with talent, sponsors, venues, blah, 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 uh, to do that every single month. Um, but, yeah, you know, but DC's wrestling is not dead. Fight Club Pro Wrestling has, was there and is still here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is providing phenomenal professional wrestling and all the people on the roster are treated very well and are respected and are appreciated and are loved and are accommodated for and you know shout out to J.A. Johnny Cross and Chris Kazama you know they are very very great guys and um, they they holding it down for the culture and just they, they, they doing their thing you know they don't they don't overdo it they do what they can and when they do something they do it right and it's a great company to work for. So DC Rest is not dead. You know, we're doing some spring cleaning. And hopefully there's some new shit popping up. Maybe. Maybe not. But we'll see. We're going to be there. Oh, yeah. yeah no matter whenever, what. We're going to be there. Whenever there's a date, we'll make sure to be there. Hell, yeah. Pop right open in there. Yeah. Hell, yeah. With our Black Guy Rustin t-shirts. Ah. Hell, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, look. Favorite stick break from the Rustin real quick. Let's talk some culture shit. All right. All right. My favorite triple couple. Thruple. Thruple. Triple threat. <laughs> yes. The three the hard way. Now, last week, <laughs> last week, I made the mistake, and I know why the show got messed up, because I disrespected the spirit of Tupac. So I will not be doing that this week. You just gotta let it rock. I'm just gonna let it rock. All right. And so what we're gonna talk about is the, the Red, what is it called? Red Table Talk? Red Table Which table. was the first Red Table Talk that I ever watched. 13 minutes. Same. Huh? I never watched any of them before. I look. I was in bed. I had my snacks. I was excited. I was a little disappointed. That it was thirteen minutes. I was ready for a full two oh, hours. You, oh, you thought you was gonna get? Oh, bro. Look, I was ready for a full two hours. But uh, entanglement. <laughs> That's the word of the day. That's the word of the year. <laughs> an entanglement. Entanglement. Have you ever been in an entanglement? That's my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> look, look. I guess when it comes to Jada and Will. Part of me is like, this is an honest dialogue between two married people. I want to be like, I want to get to that point where I can have like a like honest, con- honest conversation because they they look pretty honest. But then the flip of the coin on me is like, these are actors. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Like, look, look, look. they're paid. <laughs> All right, so we gonna do this. We gonna do this. I have a theory that it was a script perfectly performed. Oh, yeah. That they had an intern at the red table talk that wrote script? it. Because it was a little too the, the 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 pacing was a little too good, good and a, I'm sorry. All right, <laughs> you know, I'm in love with you. You you have an entanglement. I'm not gonna be so. <laughs> I'm gonna get you back. You know, so blase about it. Yeah, I, I, and, and 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 I would be a lot more emotional, and my speech would be a lot slurred and. I would not be able to just be able to just be so like articulate. It would be a lot more. It, to me, the one thing about it that was strange was that you could tell there was tension, but it was a very benign tension. Very. And very. it was just like, 
I would be flipping shit. You know? Like, fuck. Then the, then the bad marriage for Lifeline. <laughs> That's when I was like, this is a great performance. Now, let's yeah. ask, let's ask the, 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 the real question. Did she take advantage of August Alcina? A hundred percent she did. Okay, all right. Just make sure we're on the same, we're on the same page here. Okay, like, here's where I'm going to Here's where I'm going to give Jada a, a, an, an understanding instead of an excuse or a pass. Because <laughs> we're not using the right words for shit. All right. Um, I think that she and whatever she went through in her life is drawn to people that are broken. Mm-hmm. That's implicitly mm-hmm. clear. She said I mean, it. <laughs> I mean, her and Pac Nuff said. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, Pac was very a very articulate, broken person. He was a very yeah. broken person. Yeah, but he just you know he he was so smooth that I don't think people register that. Still, I think people don't realize that like that man needed therapy. Tupac, if you were <laughs> listening, you are loved on this show. Very much so. Yes. I wear uh, when I wrestle, I wear my bandana that way out of tribute. Period. Mm, so you if, know, if you could please not mess with the audio this week, <laughs> oh yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Don't entangle the audio. No, you no, even got yeah. on the shirt this week. My cousin, my cousin AJ, used to do charcoal paintings of Tupac, like thirty or something. I mean, like I grew up changes on it. Like I, I'm not a super fan, but I really respect him. Mm-hmm. But at you, the same time, that nigga needed therapy. Do you think? Do you think if Pac never had died? Do you think him and Jada would have ended up? Or do you think they would have an entanglement? Uh, I think entanglement for life. An entanglement for life. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what my theory is. Okay. First of all, I just want to point out that none of this is our business. And it's not, no, and, it's not. And, 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 and it's a shame that August I mean, I get why well August needed an, a, a promotional material for his album to sell. Because like I've never seen an August Can I just say August I've seen an album chart. Can I just say that album sucked? Oh, it's new one. Yes, it's I not good. I, I'm not. It's not good. Sick, I mean, I'm not fan. a fan nah. whatsoever. I think that he's like just. I think that he's just like another one of these. Like, oh, he's hot, so he sells some records, but not like a lot. And I think that like a, a, he's much more of a personality than he is an artist. I think that's been, okay. Here's my thing: when you when somebody says, "Oh, I love them," right, and about an artist, right? Mm-hmm. I use this example. Uh, uh, a friend of mine was like, oh, I love Miley Cyrus, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, what's your favorite song? And what do you love about her? And their response is, oh, she does so much transgender charity work, and, you know, I love her style. I'm like, but you said you love her music. But why, <laughs> why is the first thing you said not about the music? I think it's the same way with him. I think it's the image and the persona, and, like, you know, he's kind of, like, dipping into this androgynous kind of thing, too. And I think that women are finally feeling comfortable to be able to say that they like more feminine men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that kind of shit. I think that, that that's the whole thing. But going back to Jada. Yes, let's let's let's, let's, let's turn our let's go, let's go back to Al-Qaeda. Let's go back to Al Qaeda Jada. When she set it off for young Algus. Alright. <laughs> uh, I think that she's just drawn to broken people and I think that she thinks that she could kill people. At the same time though, I think that she enjoys a little bit of chaos and I think Will is just such a fucking square and, Thank you. and I think that I think that she's the type I think that she was just like I dated the bad boy I'm gonna date this square nigga who just is just goofy and funny and he he makes me feel nice about myself he tells me nice things about myself but he don't get that flame going you know for me mm-hmm. to do some reckless shit 
You know, gotcha. he don't make her want to pull a left eye. Oh, burn the house down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, you know, but he a good guy. And he takes care of his kid. And him and his ex-wife are good, even though he wants to be back with his ex-wife. It's so obvious. But, like, yeah, she made it work. And then I think, I think time goes along, and I think this is real shit. When people do, I want that Will and Jada love, and people romanticize their grandparents' relationships, right? Mm. Them niggas weren't happy. No, they just didn't leave. Yeah, because <laughs> they couldn't. Because bills had to be paid. These kids had to get through school, and and it, shit is hard. Granddaddy going and, across and, town. And listen, my listen, I'm you got a second family. Listen, my grandparents, I love them to death. They did not have a perfect marriage. When you become older and you hear the family secrets, you're like, how the Fuck, she's standing. <laughs> <laughs> shit, you know. But you know, they stayed together. But it wasn't. They weren't happy. They were just like, "This is what you do." So I think that what we're learning is maybe monogamy isn't necessarily, you know, it. You know, staying with one person for the rest of your life is maybe it is. I don't know. I ain't judging nobody. But I think that it's very evident that they were the couple that was like, "We gonna we gonna stay together for these kids. We gonna give these kids what they need. It helps both of our careers out because." He helped her career out. Yeah. And, like, at this, a certain point where, like, she helped him out with his image because, like, all her brothers were like, oh, he back, Jada. I ain't gonna front. Yeah. I was like... I was proud. I was... <laughs> I was jealous. Yeah. I was it's, like, goddamn. Because it's like, this old cornball... That nigga is a cornball. <laughs> you know? And so is Will. <laughs> yeah. And then you go, and you go, you go... Hi. And then, like, you know, Will and Jada, they had their kids. Their kids are grown. Naturally, which is what a lot of people have been experiencing, especially if like you're like millennial, is that after you kind of go to college, oh, mom and dad get a divorce. That's commonplace now. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but I think for them, you know, Hollywood and money, you know, when you got millions and all that shit, that's kind of tied together. It's a little bit more difficult. And I think that they probably are like, they've been entangling and undangling and dangling and all that shit probably <laughs> way before August. So the thing that I think about them is that. I don't know if they like love love each other, but you could tell like they really do like one another. And it's like so a they best, can, yeah, like a, like best, a friend. best friend thing. Like you, like they can like be around each they other. They homies. Yeah, they are real good. Because think about it, the image of the Smith family, right? That's what's over nearly twenty plus years of them being together. Mm-hmm. They got two successful kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's not forget about Trey. Okay, so you know <laughs> when we were talking about like Willow writing Pac a letter. letter and we were talking about Jaden calling t- uh, Tyler the creator. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you see, there's a reason why just the two of us was about Trey. <laughs> because that's the one he loves with the wife that he wants to be with. Now, you can't change my mind, but I do believe that there's more to the story that's being told. Meaning, I do believe that August... You tweeted will, that. Yes, it yeah. will... Didn't have something sexual. Um, I think that I think that. Listen, I, I don't know, and it's not my business to, to speculate no because <laughs> that's the thing about about you know the, you've heard the rumors about Will Smith, yeah, and and, and Dwayne, yes, and that's all they are. They're just rumors. Look, look, I suck dick. I know when I tell somebody <laughs> I suck dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo. So that, that, I'm, that, I'm, that, I'm, do you have the same feeling as him, I'm assuming? I, 
Or saying oh, belief? Definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Listen, <laughs> to, to me, it's just like, I, but that's like, one of the things that was crazy to me when I became like an adult, like, so we're talking 18 or like 20, realizing that like a lot of the shit that I, that we thought was, what we thought was not true. Right, Swinging, right. open relationships, arrangements, mistresses, that's so common. Yes. yes, you know, and I think, and also like realizing that sexuality is a construct and it's so fluid, and like a lot of men have done something, whether it's jerking off with their homeboy or whether it's watching a homie smash smash a girl or something to that effect, have done something where it would have involved another male. I'm not saying I'm not calling yourself what you want to call yourself. I don't care. Call yourself a fucking lollipop. I don't give a fuck. But. I just think that in a lot of these marriages, like they open up together, and then like you experiment. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I just think that I just think that like for, like honestly, this is none of my business, and I really don't care. But I think what's funny about it is just like, do you like this is what we now know is normal? Like, yeah, she had an open marriage. Yeah, she had an an, an entanglement. Uh, and I think that I think that the thing about August is, I mean, August is I don't feel is a hundred percent straight either. But like, I think that he, I think that how do I put it? These folks needed each other at a time, and they were there to help each other, and they helped each other in different ways. Mm-hmm. Is there an element about what Jada did that is predatory, and she should kind of reflect on how? There was like a kind of like weird abusive power kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. When did Jada Pickett Smith become the authority for like healing? That's what I want to know. The like, show. The show. But what is it about? Okay, so I've because never, what is it about the show that she would always bring people down to the red table? Nah, <laughs> it was it was. I, I'll pinpoint. I'll pinpoint two moments okay. where Jada Pickett Smith became uh, God. I guess um, number one is when people found out that Oprah ain't shit. With okay. the Harvey Weinstein shit. Okay. Right. Okay. Oprah, I mean, people have been losing faith in Oprah for the past ten years. I've never had it. But I mean, I had a little faith until you know when but, she started when she started going so hard at rap. I'd be like, damn, what is wrong with you? Well, not it was like it was like okay, so you gotta think about it this way, and this is where I get a little tenfold half conspiracy. Right? Like, oh no, this is this shit right here. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. So to me, I, to me, like, I, uh, don't shoot me. Uh, uh, <laughs> I feel like Oprah sometimes can be. An argument can be made that Oprah is a tool for white supremacy. Um, okay. Harvey Weinstein uh, and the definite connection that she does have to that. Number two, her being so forceful in the takedown of Michael Jackson multiple times. She did. Um, yeah. Into which, yeah. time and time again, not guilty, not guilty, no evidence. Uh, and then, especially with the Finding Neverland thing, they lied. Which, 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 which they straight up admitted to yeah, lying. Uh, and and uh, to me, her platform has always been used to demasculate Masculize uh, black men, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I remember when I think it was Toni Morrison, uh, her husband like came out of the closet, and she made it a big spectacle, uh, something like that on the show. Mm-hmm. This was years and years ago. Or Terry McMillan, one of them, mm-hmm. had a gay husband, whatever. So I think that she is a tool for white, uh, white supremacy. I think a lot of people are kind of like hip to the shit. And then I think if anybody watches the Oprah show back, it is very uncomfortable to watch. It's very cringeworthy. I, so a space was open for a older black woman to be kind of like the the, the healer and the, all of that because people I mean women watch Oprah to feel good about themselves 
and to feel like there is hope or whatever the fuck um and then when Jordan Woods got fucked over by the Kardashians on that mm-hmm. cheating shit yeah, 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 yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith swooped in to save homegirl yeah, they, they did and then people were like ah girl Jada cause everybody wants that Will and Jada love uh, and, yeah, okay. and Jada saved the day for that Jordan girl and cleared her name so then everybody was like oh Red Table Talk is for real like healing does happen and that's what started it How you feel about that? Exactly. <laughs> but, but, but no, absolutely, because like I've always been like, I hate to say it, I wrote in a poem, and I've used Will and Jada as a picture. Oh, okay. But I use the imagery. You know what I mean? I, t- you know, what I mean? you know my style. I take the picture. I just go based off what the picture. Is, yeah, you, right? you had a muse. Yeah, exactly. Now, at no point, because I've done the same thing with uh, with uh, Lisa Bonet and Lenny Kravitz. I've done the same thing with uh, Three Stacks and Erykah Badu. You know what I mean? It's the image of what people put as black love, right? It looks nice. It's a nice aesthetic. Everybody wants that Afrocentricity love. You know what I mean? Now, with that being said, I've never looked at Jada Pickett Smith and was like, I need to heal. I need to learn from her. I need to learn something from her. She can put me on the game. No, man. Like, that's that you trying to look for a savior that's not really a savior. She admitted, like, at this point, when you admit that you are attracted to brokenness, go to a therapist. <laughs> Work on a licensed therapist at that. And then you got Will Smith's cuck ass. I felt so bad for that, brother. I felt nothing. Yo, <laughs> yo like, the one thing, like, you know how we were always saying, like, it's rehearsed. Like, there's just a couple there times. <laughs> there's a couple times where I was like, yo, I can see the pain in his yeah, eyes. Was, <laughs> like, if him being, well, like... Being mad. I can tell he just wanted to flip that red yeah. and just be like, "Man, fuck you!" Dog. <laughs> I really do. Like, if let's say it wasn't scripted, right? The fact that she used the word entanglement instead of calling it what it is, I figure is like entanglement. Mo- huh? It's like the most painful thing because it's like it's like he was crying beforehand. Well, no, he was yeah. high. Is that what yeah. it was? No, oh, no, no, his, he, he was high as fuck. I think this is I, I, the me, whole family gets high. So yeah, to, 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 to me, this is what I think it was. I believe that they've had entanglements before, several. Shout out to you, Mendes. Um, yeah, Margot Robbie. Right, yes. And Will's Dwayne entanglements. <laughs> I'm gonna just leave that. There. <laughs> You know, you let, the, let the Scientologist take your ass. Nah, man. <laughs> uh, hey, what you call it? Tisha Mari was talking shit in like one of the conversations. She's like, I told you. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like they've had their entanglements. Yes. You yes. know, and Wills have been squared away. NBAs and all. And Jada probably has taken care of hers the most. But I do believe that the August thing probably. She probably had a little bit of deja vu with, you know, Mr. Shakur. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And I believe that she was messy. And I do believe that part of the situation, from what I can read, is that he probably wanted her to leave the marriage. So desperately. Do you yeah. think she caught feelings for him? To some extent, yeah. But she won't go leave. I mean, if you think about it, that's the only man besides her husband that she posted that many things of. And each of those photos, I keep... I'm not most of Domus or some shit, but I was like, they a little too close to my liking back in the day. Uh, and, all the, and all those kids, I mean, all the pictures were like her kids, yeah. like the whole family whole aspect. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Which to me, I feel like 
Willow and Jaden don't give a fuck. You know, they're just like, yeah, our mom and dad are like fucking weird. They're fucking like best friends that have this piece of paper. I think that they're a lot more hit to the shit. Um, but like, I think that she got caught up and then she was like, I'm not giving up my bag for this guy <laughs> who like doesn't even get like Grammy noms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't. I hate to say it too. Like, if only if he was more successful, he might have had a chance. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's a maybe. I, don't, I, <laughs> I think it works for them. I think what they got works for them. They get the clout. They the perfect family. That's a. That, I mean, for black folk, that's a huge thing. The perfect mm-hmm. marriage. Yeah. You know, because especially another thing that helped her be this healing person was to take down the Bill Cosby, because which I mean, it's not a take down. He, he did the shit, but like the Huxtables are forever tainted. So I almost yeah. I almost posted a clip from the Cosby Show. Which one? Uh. Do you remember the scene where it was uh, Denise and her boyfriend? They were sitting on the couch, and Cliff was in the back, and they were listening to the reggae music. Mm-hmm. He was like, "You go down," <laughs> and I said, "Hey, man, you remember that shit?" Mm-hmm. That, I wanted to post that clip because I love that clip. But I was like, no, it's, "It's not the same." I was like, "It's got Bill in it." And I was like, "I'm not." <laughs> yeah, Tainty. I was like, no, I'm not even. "Damn, yeah, they are tainted." You know, it's, it, I, I think I think for them, there's a lot of financial benefits to staying married versus getting divorced. Absolutely, yes. And absolutely. I think that that's just they, and they just decided, look, we're gonna do this thing. I just think that she she made a bad entanglement choice, and the entanglement came back to bite. Everyone and now found they out. Like, now they in some shit. <laughs> look, Jada, I'm a broken man. If you are listening, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm look. I love to go to barbecues. I'd sit at the red table. I'm not, against the, I'm not against the entanglement. Not at all. I mean, to me, okay, I just I just want to point out that, like, if we had to pick a good guy and bad guy, which there are no good guy and bad guys in these type of situations, I really was kind of heated that she couldn't just say it. And it was just like, it was just like... She, she used it as a cop-out. She tried to cop-out. No, it, but it was just like, it was so chicken shit. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you got caught. You know? It's none of our business. You feel the need to do this. Like She it, really did need to do this. At all. She did like she, she could have ignored they, it. They, they didn't need to explain themselves. No, and like people would have just moved on. And yeah, you would have gotten some trolls, which you're still gonna get, regardless. But you, if you're gonna do it, just say, you know what? Me and my husband weren't happy. We opened our marriage up. I got with August. I realized that I'd rather be with Will. I hurt August in the process. I fucked up. I hurt this man. I gave him false hope. I, believe I hope he does better. If she just would have just said that shit, we would have nothing to talk about. I believe Angela mm-hmm. Yee for all this shit. <laughs> Angela Yee's a weird motherfucker, man. Thank you. Yo, did I mean, you see, like, all the questions? Like, she got to just... All the questions yeah. she asked to just be asked the one question she really wanted to ask. That's the, that's the thing. That's the, the, the... You watch the whole interview, like... I didn't watch. I just watched the Yeah, I just watched the <laughs> But that's what I'm saying, like... That's... Like, this, this is old news. You know what I mean? Like... This ain't nothing new. I mean, to me, there's nothing constructive that came from her asking the question. No, because nothing that Angela Yee asked is constructive. Well, she's not a, she's not, she has no journalistic integrity. At all. I mean, expecting the Breakfast Club of all fucking people to have journalistic integrity. They, or, to be for the, or to be for the culture. I mean, when Charlamagne writes a book called Black Privilege, that's all you, all you need to know. Uh, you know, but like, yeah, fuck uh, the Breakfast Club. Start problems. Look, it's what they do. Me and MB went to the same university. 
Oh yeah, you a did university that I don't claim. I forgot you were the Hampton. I did. You don't have to say the shit. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Might gotta cut this one short. God, no, no. Look, he doesn't take pride in it. No, he at doesn't all, take pride at all. But uh, look, I ain't got nothing else to say on Jill. Jill, Jill. Jada, Will. I just, you know, I hope everybody's happy. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. Fuck. I wish the best for everybody. I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm about to say I'm a positive person. I try yeah. to wish the best for everybody. Uh, y'all want to keep it back on still on culture shit, or you want to switch on switch the wrestling? Culture. Culture. I guess we gotta we gotta talk some sad news real quick, man. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You could have told me it was gonna be sad. <laughs> you got asked you. Oh shit. <laughs> you could have told us. You should have been like it's sad culture shit. No, no I didn't know. That's not. Do you want to switch? No. Go ahead. All right. Well. All right. Naya Rivera. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I you know I'm I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and say that like the, like the only way I knew Nia Romero, especially when I saw like everything unfolding, is I'm sure I was like I know the face and I know the name, and then I was like oh that was she dated Big Sean, and I knew she was on Glee, but I never saw, I've never seen Glee, mm-hmm. so, but we're you know, the story in itself, we're only two months out from what happened to Shad, Shad. Gaspar, and. You know, they, they finally found her body and she used her last bit of strength to save her son. And I you know, I don't know if y'all have watched Glee, I don't know if how if y'all can talk more about the impact of Naya Romero, but it, it's incredibly it's sad, man. It's it's a sad you know what I mean? It, I'm I'm a very big believer in um like those moments that get frozen in time and the last tweet, the last picture she had was her and her son. And that's, you know, and the same was with um, Shannon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's devastating, man. Like, you know, just seeing, like, the tweets and the impact that she had on people, man, it's, it's beautiful. You know, 33, 33 years old, you know, such a young life, you know what I mean? But she... she she transcended as a hero, you know what I mean. Like, so I, you know, I don't know if y'all if y'all have any more to, to add to that, but like I said, it is. Um, the one thing I'll say is that, like the hero thing, like her son will get to grow up knowing like how much like his mom loved him. Mm-hmm. Like her final act was to save him. Yeah, and it's an incredibly sad story. Um, and I wish nothing but the best to her loved ones and family and anyone that uh, loved her. Uh, she was an amazing actress from what, I, from what I've seen. Because I've seen a few episodes of Glee. Amazing and, singer. Yes. Yeah. Um, I remember she used to be uh, I, I, the couple spots when she was a, a child actor. Um, I seen. I think she was on uh, Tangles. The, um, family Matters. I know she did. Yeah, she did Family Matters. When, uh, was it Smart Guy? The... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah oh, that's guy. that tweet he, or that picture he did, the Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was sad. That yeah, was man. sad, bro. Yeah, and I saw a video of uh, her and um, Red Fox when she was younger. Yep, yep. And I was, I was just a incredibly sad story. Um, so Glee came out when I was a freshman in high school. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, well, you said you was twenty five. Yeah, yeah. So we came out when I was a freshman in high school, and I watched it. And me and my homegirl, shout out to Claudia Almazo, 
Uh, we went to high school in Harlem, and um, we watched Glee. And you know, uh, part of part of my friend's journey to figuring out her queerness was through Naya Rivera, mm-hmm. like that character in particular. She's also a Latinx, and I just, I just, you know, I mean. Her contributions through the act and you know it's like worth noting right but it's just like one of the things that I kind of feel bad about is that like when someone passes especially when you're an entertainer the first thing is about like how you affect everybody else and not yeah. about you yeah. you know and I kind of felt it was kind of vulgar for me you know or for anyone to kind of talk about her act I mean this woman just she died so tragically you yeah. know and her kid you know, yeah. I think about her kid because yeah, her, her her to your point, her kid's gonna know that like my mom loved the shit out of me that mm-hmm. she sacrificed herself. But that's also gonna fuck him up. Mm-hmm. That's gonna he was yeah. four? four. 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 And people are like, he's not gonna remember now, nah, that's bullshit. Nah, gonna you gonna remember, gonna remember that. that shit. And you saw the shit. You know? And that's the last time you saw your mother. Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that the kind of thing is that like you know, we kind of just like, oh yeah, you're here, blah blah blah. But it's like we gotta think about the living, and in particular her son, because he's gonna need all the help he can get. I hope he get in therapy now, mm-hmm. because if he don't, oh, this kind of thing can manifest into a lot of shit that's not healthy, and you know. So I, I, I am very sad. You know, I think she's a hero for saving her kid. Um, her last action is phenomenal um i feel bad you know uh and i and i I hope that you know she's feeling peace Mm -hmm. at least knowing that like her kid you know because she probably didn't even know if her kid made it on the boat you know Mm -hmm. she just pushed it and then she got swept up she probably don't even know but i hope that she's at peace and whatever the afterlife is for her she knows that her kid made it and safe Hopefully, it's well taken care of. Absolutely. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, R.I.P. Naya Rivera yeah, for us. Absolutely. We just take a quick, quick moment of silence like we always do. Okay. All right. Let's get back to some some happy shit. Last week, NXT. Hey! Mr. Keith Lee. Double champ. Yeah. Now, we're going to start happy. I'm just going to deflate all your dreams and hopes. Oh, I already know what you're going to yes, say. Yes, sir. I know, Jeff. Now, Keith Lee. Now, look. Now, first of all, undisputed error done on NXT. I think so. Yeah, they, ain't got they have to nothing do. else to prove. Now, what is it? Adam Cole might be done with WWE. Period. Is that still a thing? I don't think he signed. No, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I don't know either. I mean, I think I, I think he'd be a good fit, like on Raw. Like you know, what I mean, like sure. But we're not caring about these white people right now. Talking about our black excellence, our black king, Keith Lee. Double new. Well deserved, man. Well deserved. Amazing match. If Dream ain't fuck up, then this That's this would be his moment, but it's not his moment, it's Keith's. Nah. And he, he deserved that shit. Yeah, I mean, great match. Great match. Damn sure better than fucking Jericho and Orange Cassidy. That's what <laughs> <laughs> Your facial friends be killing me, bro. Uh, <laughs> not a fan of a fifty-year-old. Um, no, Jerry, Jericho been showing his ass lately, yo. <laughs> All the opinions. <laughs> In more ways than one, my brother. Oh shit. Mm. Um, I, 
I mean, I'm happy for Keith Lee. Yeah. Sucks that it's in an environment where he doesn't get the fan, you know, cheering yeah. and everything like that. And that's, you know, you know, I applaud him for, you know, when shit got heavy with the George Floyd shit, you know, showing his support, even though the company he works for did 17 camera cuts so that they couldn't see the Black Lives Matter on his back. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I appreciate him for trying, you know. Uh, I hope that he gets a run. I <laughs> hope that he he gets an opportunity to do something, you know. I, 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 I hear the TikTok. We kind of know how these stories end for our brothers. Our white savior. You know, we, 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 we know... Uh, and his white woman. You know, we, we know how these things go. But look, man... BET, you know? I'm tired of seeing that. I mean, our man Cove, eight seconds, fuck. Like, you know, but listen... One of the greatest stories ever told, and they... That's how you ended. But you know hey. what? Here's the here's the here's a fucked up thing about that. It's true to form. Right. We told the story the right way. Yeah. That's what happens. We get a little bit of something. Go. That's that shit away. I mean, but like at the same time, I'm gonna I'm put it this way. I'm gonna kick it to you this way. For anyone that was surprised by that, I really question not your intelligence, but like your ability to pay attention. If a, a, a network like Fox. Acquired a professional wrestling product, and they pretty much called the shots about what they want to see on the, the, the TV shows. Right. A black man with dreads who has him in pigtails, who talks about pancakes and booty, versus a big, big, big Aryan man. How the fuck you think they're gonna <laughs> want that shit to go? Call him an Aryan man. How the fuck you think they're gonna want that shit to go? Real quick. So you know, but respect <laughs> to Cole, respect to Cole, respect to Keith Lee. I, 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 I. I hope he has a great one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be positive. I hope, he does. I hope he does because if I, if I stay too real about the shit that I'm doing, how the fuck am I doing this shit myself? Yo, Let me yo. be real for you. Oh no, we're gonna pause for just. Oh, one okay, second. go ahead, go ahead, pause go ahead. for one second. So I remember when we was watching uh, Kofi win at WrestleMania, like we was really happy. Tears. Oh, and then, man. Tears, and then, man. but. There was like a moment we sat there because we was like, wait, Brock's about to come out and like <laughs> FI this nigga and it's a wrap. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I remember, I remember being surrounded by black wrestlers and like men that I knew had done some crazy shit, revolved, re- revolved themselves into children, crying, fetal position, because you just. They, this never happened before. No, like I, with all due respect to Dwayne Johnson. No. It's different. Uh, well, to me, this is what I'm going to say about The Rock. The Rock has shown his true colors in a, a lot of different ways, and I don't believe that you can pick and choose when you want to be black. Mm. And I think that, that that's just some real shit. That's real. Right. That's real. That's just some real shit. You can't pick and choose when you want to be black. Now, because there's momentum behind it, and now it's the national conversation. You talking about being black? Now you want to But then, but then you on, you on, you on. Which was him trying to see if he could become president. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, but 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 before you were saying, well, I just think I'm Samoan. I, I, it, like being documented as just being like I'm Samoan. And like in my opinion, I don't know why this conversation is happening. Samoans are not black. He's black because his father's Rocky Johnson, who is a brother. But the Samoans and the Usos, like they're not black. I don't know. What I, I don't understand that that black fishing going on over there. But you know. 
Is that a, that's a conversation that eventually I don't think nobody nobody yeah. wants to nobody have wants to fuck, touch it because we fuck with them because we, we fuck like so them. let's fucking let's let's bring it up right now do this do like the group like the Usos do they get a pass off of the band that they, they they do dress in black aesthetics you know what I mean yeah, one, voices yeah. voices one is married to a black woman you know what I mean do they get a do they get a pass yes yes but why is it, is it right no. But then why should we, we call them out on it? Yes, I mean, I, I mean, it gets more uh, to me. Okay, I'm gonna put it this way: they pass as black. Yeah, yeah. They pass as black, and they use that to their advantage. Because if you think about it, I, I think a lot of people forget the like the way that the Usos when they originally were brought up on the main roster, like they were buried in the Samoan. Yeah. Well, well, yes and no. When they first came up, they weren't doing like the the, the tribal. The, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. were they, they came out to that stock music that's like. Like you, you hear that shit on every fucking like reality show on like Wii or VH1 some shit, you know. And they came out like that, and I thought they were black at first because I thought Rikishi was black when I was a kid. I thought the same thing, and then I realized that he was not. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. So I'm like, alright, these are some brothers with some long braids and shit. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, them tattoos look like Umaga's tattoos. Oh, 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 they got the, the oh, they Samoan. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just a kid. I was like, okay, but like, you know, I, I think that there is something to be said about the Samoan black connection in wrestling. And I think that, you know, if you're black and Samoan, I, I, I'm gonna put it this way. I don't know if y'all see this clip but Tiffany New York Pollard was on the, the, the show this really bad show called The Next 15 and she is she still around? yes, yes. Word. national treasure uh, I was about to say I see her she's on Twitter oh really? Uh, yeah. oh, that's what's up but there was this woman named Laura Govan who is Hispanic and black I think and she was like I don't understand why there's not enough white well, not white light skinned people on the show and uh, New York shut that shit down and I remember this quote, and it sticks with me when I think about race issues, especially uh, within the black community. It's like, stand in all shades of your blackness. And The Rock does not do that. No, no. The Rock does not do that. And I mean, he was at the RNC multiple times, but you know, who's paying attention? <laughs> you know? And to me, it's just like, I, I, maybe he, he, like, listen, I got some real shit. Maybe he was taught to feel shame about being black. You know, I'm not saying that his mom said to him growing up, your daddy ain't shit, his black ass. You know, I ain't saying that that happened. I don't know if that happened. Maybe it did, maybe it did. Maybe he was taught from the wrestling business to hate being black until it was profitable. You know, I'm not going to talk about how he feels inside. I'm going to talk about his actions. And his actions are that he picks and chooses to acknowledge his blackness. Mm -hmm. And, and, And to me, like, if I was the first black WWE champion... I would be damn proud of it. Screaming from the mountaintop. Yeah, and and I would be active in my community and using my platform and all this kind of stuff. And it's kind of like he's really content with his proximity to whiteness. And he doesn't want to disrupt that only when he feels like he was backed into a corner, which nobody told that nigga to do that eight-minute video that I did not watch (laughs) about the shit because it was so disingenuous. You know, like, bro, if you just, if you... Don't fuck with being black. Then stay in your lane, but don't don't come back and forth because black folk have this like this this really sad like 
wanting a belongness and like yeah. feeling like yeah you got me amongst our own and he just was just like I'll show my ass the rock got that OJ vibe. I was about to say the same thing. He's got that OJ, like, you know, <laughs> you know what, what I mean? Like, that's really yeah, I'm not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm he not. thinks he, like, transcends his blackness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's what he thinks. Because if you think about it, uh, think about when he joined the nation, right? And at no point in his, think about the, the, the gimmick of the nation, the domination. Then think about when the rock came in, all that, like, pro black. Militant. militant shit they were doing it dwindled down in fact he fought with Farouk about it yeah you know what I mean The Rock I and like I said I'll forever say about Dwayne Johnson we were saying it before here Dwayne Johnson the person that you see on those things that's his PR team the PR team does a good job on showing you oh this is great guy right here but I know there's something more to it no black person just willingly gets a house in Charlottesville. I don't care how nice of a, of a farmland it is. Go to that Charlottesville shit about. Man. Yeah. But you yeah. feel what I'm saying? Like, oh, nah. Like, uh, like Billy said earlier, like, we already know what uh, political party he with. Yeah. You already know his, uh, where he thinking, um, where his thoughts like, are going. I saw someone, like, I know, and I know it's a joke, but I saw someone put a picture of the rock. And man, and, and Mick Mick Foley. Foley. I'm like, yo, this is not a fucking game. This is not a joke. You know what I mean? We in the midst of probably the worst period that as, you know, black men, black women that we've experienced. And it's not going to get better. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm not laughing at a joke at The Rock being president or the idea of The Rock being president. I'm not laughing at the joke of Kanye West being president. This is not a fucking game. That's the dumbest shit ever. I mean, we live in we living in a time where we living in a time of some serious shit where the where the, the, the woman who is in charge of navigating the education and the future of our country That's said it was okay for fifteen thousand children to die. And she said and and she said it she's a fucking idiot anyways, but like she said it with this like not even understanding the gravity of it, like not mm-hmm. like 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 just not n- no comprehension of like, like what she said. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, oh, you know, but you know, zero point zero two percent of you know. I'm just like, it's a lot of people. Yeah, that that's <laughs> and, and it's like, but what if that? What if one of those fifteen thousand is like your niece, your nephew? Because you know, with Republicans, just this is the way it is in my experience. You have to personalize every issue for them, for them together. That's your, ne- ne- your niece, your nephew. Your, that's your fucking kid. Like, is it? Is it? Is it? Now you want to shut shit down? The rock and the and, and the ye thing. Somebody gotta take that brother and put him in the cell for a little bit and, and figure out how to help him file for divorce. Cause I I will always have a special place in my heart for ye. I I I I I know that makes me sound stupid. Nah. But nah, nah. you know. I, Cause I, I I I understand why he is the way he is. I see it. it. It's so obvious why he is the way he is. Cause he he lost his compass when his mother died. He lost his compass. Yeah. And now that sh- that compass in his head is just spinning, 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 spinning. spinning. Don't know. What and that's all this shit he's doing. I understand why he's doing it, but like, you know, dealing with an enabler who uses you for your your big black dick and your fucking nice because he's a handsome man. And you. Have nice kids. 
and clout for her being like a muse, you know, she used that and she don't give a fuck what happened to you. She don't give a fuck. You know? So th this shit's not funny. The Rock, I don't want The Rock to be my president. I would, I, you know, I would like for, for the next person who's gonna lead this country to be somebody with a brain, with experience, you know, I think it's time for us to make constitutional changes to the requisites of being the president of the United States, you know. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to the day AOC turns 35 years old because I will be voting for her and campaigning for her because I think she's a very intelligent person very. who has the balls mm -hmm. to, to, to change some shit. Yeah. You know, and I hate that I got to wait seven more years, something like that. But, like, hey. Yeah, I don't think she's 30 yet, right? Nah, nah, she's not. Mm-mm-mm. Like the crazy thing about like Betsy DeVos uh, was, because I think in the same thing, in like the same speech she gave, like she was, she said, "Yeah, we should reopen schools, but don't act like didn't have a plan of like how to safely do it." She's like, "Oh, they'll figure it out." That's yeah. all she. That's basically all she said. Like, "Oh, I they'll mean, figure it out." I mean, because because this administration, more than any other, is basically just somebody picking a bunch of yes men and doing favors for people. <laughs> Linda McMahon, you know. Oh, like, mm -hmm. 18 million. Listen, listen, listen. What happened with WrestleMania this year is on some fucking John Gotti Mafia shit. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it blows my mind that that happened. In plain sight. And and that it's like federal crimes are being committed in front of us, but that's just the way it is, you know? And like, I mean, yeah, we got a WrestleMania, whoopty fucking woo, but 30 people who work for that company are fucking sick. You know, and we don't know what's going on at AEW. They could be lying about the shit, too. We don't know. I hope mm -hmm. not. I got friends that work down with them niggas that die. Mm -hmm. You know? But, 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 you know, we living in some crazy times, and I just think that we need to, hopefully, as a country, do what we got to do so that whoever wins this presidency coming up, you know, listen... We voted between two rapists. It is what it is. You know, but we got to, like Angela, Angela Davis said, I'm voting for the person who will bend at my will the easiest. Mm -hmm. Real shit. Real shit. And that's definitely, uh... That, that's and that's day. what I will be thinking of in the polls. And for you ain't mere niggas that disrespecting Angela Davis, man, y'all need to check your tone a little bit. I don't understand how... Bring that shit all the way. All now. the shit she's done... And this is you just want to talk like crazy to because it. because social media promotes virtue signaling, mm. and I think that people feel like okay, so I don't, I, so I have friends on all kind of political spectrums, and I'm not this one is, this one this person was like if you're not a hundred percent lined up with what I believe in, I can't fuck with you. Mm. I have friends, who, I don't have Trump supporter friends, thank fucking God, but like I have friends who vote conservatively but who have voted. You know, Republican. who vote Republican, but recently have voted because they don't represent. You know, they don't. They don't fuck with that. Listen, I'm not going to sit there and go with you line by line every Republican talking point. No, but like, if you believe in basic human rights for Black people and my right as a gay man to get married and like, you know, basic shit. All right, we can have a conversation. But anyways, um, I feel like I lost. That happens a lot on this show. Yeah, uh, we're usually intoxicated though. <laughs> oh, but just just when it comes to the whole Angela Davis thing, social media promotes this like idea that you can present yourself as this like morally upright person who makes no mistakes, 
and not and, and I think that one of the things that is so fucking frustrating and this is what happening what happens in wrestling a lot um, is that there's no space for nuance there's no space I mean you have 240 characters to make an argument about something that requires a three four hour conversation real shit Absolutely. like understanding why a person like Angelo Davis would vote for Joe Biden it's not something I can say in two tweets no, no, you know, but but her, you know, and and these people thinking like, oh yeah, well fuck her, fuck her, you know, she did, she that, but it's like my question and response is, so what do you have planned? What do you want? What what can you do that's possible to create the world you want to see? And they never have an answer for it. And it, it also it's like, is it their job to? Not necessarily, but if you want to talk some shit, I need a solution. Let me get behind something. Man, like I said, I've always said that if you ever want to see coward in somebody, you check the yes the comment section of something because they'll always piggyback off what the person saying, oh yeah, I agree. I agree. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You see something's trending, so therefore it's, it's popular opinion. Right. You don't have a, a you know, a thought of yourself in order to engage in that type of conversation. I hate hey. Twitter. I hate, pe- I hate people. <laughs> I really do. I, I mean, I, I, I have a strong. Just, I like I, people. I have a strong. <laughs> look, you're the optimist one of this team. You absolutely correct. I just <laughs> my lately is like okay. So the Nick Cannon thing, right? Mm, Today, shit. Yeah, <laughs> the Nick Cannon thing is the perfect example of people not really having the. I'm not gonna say they have the ability, because like I said, the interview's been out for two weeks. You don't take the time to correct your own sources. You know what I mean? Did you watch the interview? Uh, so I saw a clip, okay. and my thoughts on the whole thing is he's not wrong, and uh, a lot of willful ignorance. His wording was shit, but I believe that he's doing everything he's doing for a greater purpose, right? And right. I think it's so that he can. He is taking the heat to break his chains. Mm-hmm. When you have contracts that are ironclad, there are very few clauses to get out of them. Yeah. Hate speech. It's one. It's one. He ain't gonna beat up nobody. He ain't gonna rape nobody. He ain't gonna do no. He ain't trying to catch no charge. Right. Yeah. But he gonna say some shit that they know is enough that they have to. Because a lot of these companies play these games with these people that they sign these. I mean, a lot of these contracts are long and really confining things. But like, what he did was he beat them at their own game. Now the thing about it is, sheeple are gonna think that you know his middle name is Adolf, but like there is something to be said about the fact that we don't talk about Black Hebrews whatsoever at all. There is something to be said, and also like the whole Farrakhan and that connection, and doing the particular place in podcast and interview he did, he did that very intentionally because he, you know, go back to Public Enemy. But you know, but you see, but the crazy thing is like. To me, and at least I, from what I've seen, this ain't even the wildest thing Nick Cannon's ever said. He said no. one of the worst. That's what I'm saying. And like that on one, that podcast, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that Cannon class, like if you go like a year or since he's been doing it, and I don't know if it's just because Nick Cannon is starting to like, like whatever tapped into his brain of like learning himself, learning truth. You know what I mean? Like, he's been an unapologetic guy on his podcast. I feel like he's been an unapologetic person for a good while. 
But, and you know what I mean? And maybe this is not the platform to say it, but it's, it's like there's trigger words that all you need to say is one thing. And then they on your ass. Then they on your ass. Well, because, because we have re- Twitter and social media, but Twitter in particular has recreated the, the, the witch hunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the witch trials. Because, think about it. Think, and I was thinking about this earlier. It's not a coincidence that the same slot Terry Crews is in, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, was the same slot that Nick Cannon was in. What you mean? Like America, what was the show? America's America, Got Talent. America, yeah. Nick Cannon was the host. And he said, yeah. he, he said, saying some stuff, and they were like, you gotta go. And yeah. he also was speaking out. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. And then look who you slot in that position. Gabrielle Union. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get rid of her. And you got Terry Crews. Who didn't help. Who's. Loves to tap dance. I'll say it. Oh, you no, know, he's I'll, I'll, say, it. Say, uh, I'll no. say it. That nigga's a cool. <laughs> I'll Absolutely. Say it. I'll say it. Absolutely. And, and, and I don't use that word often. No, you have to earn it. But That's how I look to at me, it. he's given me a bountiful uh, amount of examples as to why he. he uh, he gets it. He just doesn't want to apply it to himself because he don't want to risk his bag. I think he's aware, and I think he's smart, and I think he knows what's going on because in order to work around those white tables and those white groups and those circles, you got to be smart, especially if you're a brother. You, got, you have mm-hmm. to. You have to be very cerebral. It's that whole playing the game. And he knows what he's doing is fucked up, but he's amassed. For someone who's not particularly talented, who's not particularly special who doesn't contribute a goddamn thing anywhere. He has amassed an incredible amount of fame and fortune for the simple fact that he's a very muscular black man that is, you know, attractive. And that has been his gift that he has and has worked towards and probably injects it for for the white gays. G-A-Y-Z-E. In Hollywood. Because that shit's real. Um, and, And he weaponizes that attraction against other black folk mm-hmm. and will continue to do so. And thank God Chance the Rapper. I was about to say. <laughs> you know, I was like, well, boy, what's going on? <laughs> like, I, was like, I was like, you know, you performative as fuck anyways, but like, Chance was like, whoa. You ain't this, you know, because <laughs> I, I think Chance the Rapper's full of shit too, but you know. Man, do you have time? But, but you know, I was just like, you know, you, you, you ain't this though. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Chance was just like, I'm not. He realized that he was like, "Yo, <laughs> wait, I'm aligned with Ted Cruz. Oh, no. Agrees with me? Oh, oh nah, I'm wrong. I got I'm wrong. Pause. <laughs> came from that hill quick, and I truly believe Nick gonna be fine. I really do. Nick is rich as fuck. That's what I'm saying. He, <laughs> I think he's working on creating his own streaming service. Yeah, and all of that. I believe that he had to do what he had to do in order to create the, the lane that he's going to pave. Because you know, like I said. Bill Cosby is guilty of his crimes, period. Mm-hmm. But the things with Bill Cosby didn't start coming to light until after he had stated his intention to purchase NBC. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is still in some circles of the elite black folk and a, a real desire to create a major media platform because BET ain't cutting the mustard or the ketchup. Uh, for black media, it's owned by white people, you know, and Viacom. <laughs> hello, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. I come from New York. To say that 
shit. I come from New York. To say that, I'm gonna just leave it at that. I come from New York. I was waiting. I come from New York, and it's and 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 we always had Rosh Hashanah off and Yom Kippur off, but we never had Kwanzaa off. Mm. That's some real shit. I mean, that's real talk. You know, you know, Mm. I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. That's enough. I'm gonna leave it at that. (laughs) Look, I'll take a step further, right? Like I said, the person that Nick Cannon is interviewing is Professor Griff. Professor Griff was the Minister of Information for Public Enemy, Mm. right? Now, let's think of the, the context of that time, right? This is 1980, 88, 89. Public Enemy? Like, here's the thing that I never understood. When they said NWA was the most, you know, that's a group that scared white people. In public, my mind, Public, public enemy. enemy was the group white <laughs> mm-hmm. people should have been scared of, right? There's that whole generation of, like I said, the five percenters, you know, Nation of Islam members that gravitated. Because at that same time, Farrakhan started bubbling back up, mm-hmm. right? So Professor Griff dropped knowledge whenever he could about... You know, black Israelites, black Hebrews, stuff like that. The interview in question that got him in so much trouble that was considered anti-Semitic. All he did in the interview was state. The, the person asked him, who's in control of the, the music industry? Who's in control of the film industry? If you know the general consensus, there's six major media organizations that control that whole entity. Right. And they are all Jewish owned. Right. That's all he said. Now he said he said some wild shit in in later years, but it was enough for Chuck D to fire him. And it's funny because one of the elders that I used to roll with knew Chuck D, and he was like, "Yeah, that person that you see, that's not the real Chuck D. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know Chuck D, but like in a good way or in a bad way. In a bad way. Okay. Yeah, in a bad way." But to me, it's like going back to those trigger words. Like I said, it's very easy for them to throw Nick Cannon in the fire because they don't want black people in positions of power. Like I said, Nick Cannon is a powerful dude. You know what I mean? We may, you know, and I, I am not going to sit here and admit I have cracked jokes on Nick Cannon plenty of times. I think we all have. It's fun to do. He cracked jokes on himself with his That's yes. what I'm saying. Does he have great songs? Yes. <laughs> Don't do that. That's a stretch. Hold <laughs> on, hold on, goddamn! <laughs> I'm gonna put, I'll play some shit for you. <laughs> what songs? What songs? Huh? Please let me know. Gigolo that he did by himself. <laughs> I mean, the best part of the song is someone that we. We, we can't fuck with. He was spinning on that song. <laughs> he was spinning on that song. You know song. how Cam felt about Tupac? <laughs> <laughs> he was spinning on God Now, damn. bro, I, name another one, please. Dime Peace. The song he did about his moms. That one Eminem does. Just stop. All right. Just stop. It's but anyway. <laughs> Go back to your greater point. Anyway. I forgot my <laughs> I forgot my greater point. <laughs> I used all that just to say Nick Cannon's got a great music career. Now Nick Cannon's gonna be fine, man. Like I said, it's it's unfortunate because it was like me and my brother were talking about like Wild and Out's now being canceled, and it's unfortunate because 
like those people are now out of out of work yeah. for the time being. You know what I mean? Which is unfortunate because Wild and Out introduced us to so many black comedians that got their shine, been getting their shine. A it, lot of people from social media. Social media gave battle rappers uh, a different avenue to get, mm-hmm. you know, that mainstream money. But Nick Cannon from from going forward is now an enemy of the state. I don't think you will ever see Nick Cannon promoted on mainstream television. Not no time soon. I don't think at all. You don't think ever? No. Because, like I said, society will forgive you for certain things. Being anti-Semitic is not one of them. What about Mel Gibson? I know he's white. You know what I was going to say? I know he's white. I just just think that I think that we we're we're going to hit a, a point where we're going to create our own mm-hmm. individual uh, things to provide ourselves content with, and I think that Nick Cannon will be at the forefront of that. Yes, and I think that that is why he did what he did because he is not an idiot. I know you means. can't be an idiot if you marry Mariah Carey, man. Hey, he got that joint tatted on his back, and I'm all mad at him. <laughs> Her, you know, that's his baby mother. Yes, yeah. ex-wife. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, two you still children. think they get together? Huh? You think they still get together? Entanglement? Yeah. 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 Okay, just making sure. Anyway. You know, just seeing you know, sometimes she get a vision of love, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Can we also talk about Nick Cannon's greatest movie? What, Love Don't Cost a Thing? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I watched that, John, like, for the first time in, like, years. No one ever talks about the fact that Christina Milian was 16 then and a whole grown-ass man. Holy shit. I haven't seen that movie. I watched like, that shit years. and I was yeah. She was like 16 in the movie. She she plays a 16 year old. Yeah, yeah. And the basketball player that like treated her like shit is like a grown man. And I'm like, all right. So it's funny uh, you say that because have we, have we all seen Belly? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great movie. Amazing cinematographer. Barry High Williams. Shouts <laughs> kiss. You remember the scene where Keisha called old girl up? When she paged him, mm-hmm. do you remember how old she said she was? No, she said she was sixteen. Oh, and then she said, you know, that she sucked his dick. And I'm watching. I'm like, oh, oh no, <laughs> oh no, this. Mm-mm. We let a lot of things go. Basically, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Damn, I haven't seen that movie in a minute. I'm gonna have to watch that. What? Belly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's fucked up shit. It's a lot of fucked up shit. You know what else is fucked up shit? And, you know, just to diverge and talk about whole ass niggas. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, New Japan fans here? I am. Nah. Nah, you want know to fuck with New Japan? Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody. I feel you, right? It's not for everybody. everybody. <laughs> I. We'll talk about that all fair. <laughs> I feel like there's more to this. I'm gonna say this: they work hard. They, you know, they're athletic. <laughs> you sound like white people talk about us. Charles, <laughs> <laughs> say my name, Jeff. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna just put it this way: I, I, I think that it's hard for me to like it when it's been so overly fetishized. 
for being greater than it actually okay. is. Fair enough. When, Fair to enough. me, the greatest right. Japanese wrestling would be the Joshis in the 1990s. Like, He's I don't like it right there. I, I, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll get much better than Bull McConnell <laughs> versus Akira Huktal. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, like I think that people think that what we see in now. Nami Toyota is the greatest women's wrestler. Scratch that. One of the greatest wrestlers. Top five. Who did five. you have? You have Kobashi? Is that who? That, that was all Japan. Okay. Yeah, all Japan pro wrestling. It's just, it's just, it's just to me, what we watching now is like not in the same realm. You see that that fetish, that fetishization of New Japan came from, and I, you know, I truly believe that when the elite went over there, yeah, because New Japan, like my introduction to New, like really watching New Japan was MVP. When MVP went to New Japan, I was like, oh man, I'm a big fan of MVP. I somewhat like Japanese wrestling. Let me mm-hmm. shit. Let me watch this. You know what I mean? But and then as time grew on, like you know, I became a fan of Tanahashi. Okada was just starting to come up. Um, Balor was doing his thing. Shinsuke. They they kept when especially when it came to what they brought from America was very like that period was good. Then the elite came in and then it just it became over. Because, like, my biggest gripe with New Japan has always been a repetitiveness. Like, if you watch, if you start at Wrestle Kingdom and you work your way through the year, chances are in every big card you'll see consistent rematches. To the point, like, it's like every Wrestle Kingdom they did a four-way junior tag match. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a lot of repetitiveness. But, um... With that being said, right, they've tried. They're trying something new. They're trying something new. Evil is the new champion. He's a hoe. Cause he just is, man. You don't don't beat Naida. First, you turn your back on him, and you and you take his titles. That's not. I don't like that. Turn on Lig, bitch ass nigga. That's a hoe for you. I mean, I enjoyed it. Huh? I enjoyed it. I was shocked personally. I didn't really think it was gonna happen. Like, cause I remember we we, we were sitting here. It was the semifinals about to start, yep. and then I act, I was like, "Hey, so evil and uh, damn, I forgot who did uh evil and um it was evil and Sonata, evil and Sonata, and then Okada versus Himuru, Himuru, yeah. and I was like, so Himuru and evil, you was like, ain't no way in hell, and I was like, all right, well then we, then it was a. Uh, Evil and Okada, he's like, well, I was half right. And then he actually turned on everybody, which kind of surprising. Look, I know this is all just, you know, scripted shit. But I know a hoe when I see one. And I know when a hoe does hoe things. You know what I mean? So you're not good enough to do the shit on your own. You got to play on my man's emotional state. I feel bad for him, bro. Oh, yeah, I yeah. going through it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch, but I saw that show. I'm like, all right, he's going through Red eyes. Yo, Yo man, man, he was sad. But that's all That's all I want to say. Just evil's a hoe. He's going to continue to be a hoe as long as he has the title. He's the leader of Bullet Club now. I will give New Japan all the props in the world for trying something different. Because they would have, they could have went a, form, a formula and put Okada. You could have went the predictable route with Sonata. Mm-hmm. But they gave evil a shot. And I know, me personally, I don't think it's a coincidence that his fiance just happens to be pound for pound the best rap women's wrestler mm-hmm. in North America with EO. I don't think it's a coincidence. 
You know what I mean? I love the duality, you know, champion couples. You know what I mean? That's what's up. But don't get it twisted who wears the pants in that family. EO. EO. Yeah. Um, when you first started talking, I thought you were going to talk about, like, your... Uh your prediction, you thought everybody in LIG was going to turn on I still on. think that's going to happen. It's I do thing. think everybody's going to turn on Naito. Except for Nihimuru. I was going to say, you Nihimuru? Yeah, no, not Nihimuru. Okay. <laughs> but. But yeah, I, I, I do tend to forget that, you know, not everybody watches New Oh, Japan. no, I do. Yeah. I'm well aware, though, everybody yeah. everyone watches it. I, I mean, mean I, I get why people fuck with it. Just not my favorite. Do you think it's whitewashed? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bullet Club have a lot to do with that. Yes. And keep in mind, right, to me, New Japan is not even the best Japanese company. Stardom? Stardom's two. Okay. Stardom's two. I think uh, Pro Wrestling Noah's one. Mm-hmm. It's like Pro Wrestling Noah, Stardom, All Japan. Depending on your flavor, DDT, because I'm not the biggest DDT fan, mm-hmm. but... New Japan, like I said, I agree. New Japan is, has become very whitewashed in what they do, uh, which heightened my hate for the elite. Yeah, you hate them too. My God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm very indifferent to them. I, I, they, they're hustlers and they hustle. You know, and we're not, you know, we're not here to, to mess anybody's bag up. But I'm all for destroying their bag. Am I wrong? I don't hate on you. I know, fine, I know. I know how much you just dislike them. So it's cool. My only thing that I don't like that you do oh, is when they actually do something like, in, like good. When do they do anything? I else? mean, when they actually have like a good like match, you have you get I give no them props. No, don't do that. You've done it twice. I've done it more. You've done it twice. Examples. You did it for Cody and Dustin. And you did it for... I can't even think of the second time. I did it for the cage match. Okay. There you go. There you go. I give them props. Okay. Twice. (laughs) They have more than the two times. It's not my fault that the Young Bucks are overrated. They are. Kenny's not as good as everybody says he is. I can't disagree. Yeah, I mean, it's not my fault. Oh, no. You just hate just, like, flows. It's got to be like water. You know what I mean? Like... I don't see. I don't see the issues. <laughs> I just. I understand you, my guy. So you good. I appreciate it, man. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. No, as long as you ain't no hard feelings. Anything. Thank you. Thank you. That's why. Oh, let's see. You just need. Sometimes you just need your friend to remind you that, like, damn, you hate him. Sometimes you just do. A little bit. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. And I guess we can finish up with this, man. It's been uh, what five years of the women's revolution. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Sasha Banks the best. Only five years? Is it uh, alleged? Yeah, that's like. I guess they're kind of, Oh, Stephanie McMahon invented women's wrestling. <laughs> yes. She like came in the middle of the ring and was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have the women do the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna do the thing. They're gonna do the thing. And then we're gonna we're gonna. What was the hashtag? Give Divas a chance. Yep. Yes, that was the hashtag. Okay. Uh, I mean, I started off being a women's wrestling fan, so I think that's dope. Uh, they've done a lot of cool things. Uh, it's been cool to see Sasha Banks become, in my opinion, the best wrestler in the world. Um, I think she's incredible. It's been cool to see women like Naomi get their due. Uh, Bailey's transformation is fucking hilarious. She's having so much fun wrestling now. You can tell. Yeah, I love it. She's fucking nuts. <laughs> um, I'm I'm a huge Becky supporter. 
I think Charlotte Flair is incredible. Uh, I think Nikki Bella is one of the greatest that ever did it. Let's talk about that, bro. Let's pause. <laughs> let's, let's talk. Right? I can score I you. I can score you real quick. No, no, no. See, but here's the thing. I don't dislike the Bellas. That, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I've always said that I recognize their contributions. Like I, I do think they're worthy of like that Hall of Fame title. They're, they're very. But what do you think it is that people? Is it the total diva scene? Is it the the reality show? Do you think that? Had do you, have you ever heard the that talk that they use their power like the you know Nikki Dave John Cena thing? What do you think that and that if, hatred? If, if if they use who they were fucking to get ahead, who the fuck cares? Right, right. A lot of people have done that. Uh, Triple H did that shit. Everybody sucks his dick because he does a TV show that doesn't even draw a million people a week. Like, <laughs> why, 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 why are we holding them to different standards? Because they're fucking women. Who gives a fuck if they did or if they didn't? Yeah. You know, to me, what makes the Bella Twins incredible workers is that they used perception and created a reality for it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Including a TV show. I think the TV show was a great thing, and it, and it introduced a lot of people that wouldn't like wrestling to wrestling. I think that they have created a lot I mean they really deserve a lot more credit than they get they created avenues for women to have several uh, revenue streams while under contract with WWE Mm -hmm. that was unheard of before you know you go back to like I remember the only example you could think of of a woman doing something outside of wrestling was China had a clothing line in 2000 called C9 I think I did not know that and uh, yeah she started a clothing line I mean like flops but like uh, she tried, you know, yeah. but I mean, yeah. but that was huge, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Lita wasn't even allowed to be in a band until she got out of her contract called the Lucha Gores. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now you have Carmella has a wine. Naomi released records. Um, Ember Moon does her Twitch. Ember Moon does Twitch. Uh, so that's all she'll ever be doing for the rest of her life. Um, Becky Lynch is Becky Lynch is gonna be doing some movies soon. She signed with you know Seven Bucks Productions, uh, you know. Uh, Saw her in Billions. She did an amazing job in Billions. I mean, well, she you know she she, she got that active background, but mm-hmm. the Bella Twins have opened up a lot of doors for women to do other things. The reality show really allowed them to be able to go on other platforms, like you know they were on Wild and Out and Ridiculous and Ridiculousness and all these other shit, and um, you know I think that. Uh, they they used the fact that they got heat for just sexism and they created compelling wrestling television like one of my favorite things is if you watch Paige and Nikki Bella Money in the Bank 2015 where they did the dusty finish with Paige and then they used the fact that one of them got a boob job one of them didn't in the finish incredible storytelling or if you use the, the when they were when they were leading up for Nikki to lose the belt, and they did the thing on the Raw where she would have tied the record, which was great time. And they had they had this whole big thing where she like got this technicality. They did enough the Dusty finish was great, but they did the Dusty finish for Charlotte, and then it was like Stephanie came out and was like, "You pinned the wrong girl," and Charlotte was like, "You mean I'm not the champion?" And Nikki was like like celebrating because she. <laughs> Like, cause she's a piece of shit. Who like gets to keep her belt? Cause she like did some shit, got caught up in some shit that she didn't even know she did, and got disqualified. Now she gets to keep her belt and break this record. Like, she's like, fuck it. Like, it's great shit. Her comeback was really good. Where she was having these incredible matches with like Natalia, 
Uh, she put over Carmella. Uh, was that the 2016? 2016, 2016 okay. Yeah. You know, and, and and it's like for a bunch of people that hate the bitch. You know, she got a huge pop in Brooklyn that night when she came back. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. and and then the you gotta give her credit for the story she did with the Miz and Maurice. And that was, I mean, it's a two way street. You know, and and you know, I always thought that Brie was good even before they had all of this stuff. I always thought she had ability as well. So I mean, Bella Twins are. You know they deserve their place, but you gotta go way back. I, I don't like this revisionist thing. Like Bailey and Sasha Banks were not the first ever women's tag team champions. Nope. That's just so fucking disrespectful to the to the jumping bomb angels and all of the the, the teams Shit. that came before yeah. them. You know, and it's like, and then I remember when how did how, think about how fucked up fucked up this is, right? So WrestleMania 32 when they got rid of the term diva, right? Mm-hmm. And Lita did the speech calling the Red Championship the first ever WWE Women's Championship. That motherfucker was a women's champion. So how the fuck is that the first ever? Like, think about how fucked up it is to tell somebody to be like, hey, you want to erase your legacy? Yeah. yeah. So I'm not a big fan of this women's evolution thing. I'm really happy that they've made it better WrestleMania. I'm, I'm happy for the strides that they've been able to accomplish. But I just think it doesn't have to be at the expense of erasing the legacy of so many women. Do you think they mm-hmm. pick and choose when they want to, like, highlight that? Because it was like, there was like a period... I think, if, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't like last year where it just seemed like, like they were kind of trickling back down to like women were only on the like maybe like three minute matches. They talked about it a little bit, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Do you think they they pick and choose when they want to like spotlight women's wrestling, like nowadays? Yeah. Um, I, well, it's, Cause they, it's, 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 I mean, the women have been the best part of the quarantine era, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, 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 they have no choice but to use them now. I think that they just don't, I think that they, they, they've done so much work, they can't reverse it now. Yeah. Like, it, it is what it like, is. Like, why do you think there, there hasn't been an evolution to, you know what I mean? Like, I, well, I know why. <laughs> oh, shit, bro. I mean, it's all, it's all. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna put it this way. Uh, It's all in the money. You got to follow the money. Mm-hmm. The corporate website is your best friend. And it'll explain to you why a lot of shit you think, like, of course this would happen. It's not happening. I, I'm not going to ruin my bag and say why, but mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you off, off the show. I, oh, no. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's all in the money. The women make money. It's not, I'm not saying that the women don't make money. The women make a lot of money for that company. Absolutely. But uh, when it comes to the corporate side, some things are happening because other people are paying for it, mm. and not because it's coming out of their own pocket. So, mm. okay, yeah, but yeah, I mean, cool for all the women. I like all the women. I, I'm a huge Carmella fan. I, I, I like Bianca. I think Ruby Riot's really good. Shots of Blackheart's fucking crazy as fuck. Like Dakota Kai's transformation is really good. Look out for Raquel Gonzalez. She's got mm. she's got it. She doesn't even realize it when I watch her. She's fucking a beast. Um, but yeah. Anybody on the AEW's women's division? Because it really isn't one. Uh, I'm gonna say that the AEW's women's division just needs like someone who knows how to book it. I don't think that it, I think the problem with it is just I just don't believe in in the way it's being presented. Right. And I'm not gonna say like Kenny Omega's a piece of shit, but um, uh, <laughs> I just think that um, the women are not being respected for their strengths and their weaknesses and they're not being used to the best of their ability 
And one of my favorite things, and then they stopped doing it, was when Nala Rose randomly was power, um, power bombing uh, people through tables. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Like, and then like I remember she did this like little feud with that girl Shanna, and then they had a match oh, on like, Dark, oh, and yeah. I'm like, why is this on Dark and it's not on television? Like, the crowd is getting behind the Shanna girl. Like, they like her. Go with that. You know, Big Swole like is probably the most charismatic woman on their roster. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I to me, it's just that. They need a fit Finley to help them in the ring. Not that they don't know how to work. I'm not saying that. But they need someone to report to the booker the strengths and the weaknesses of these girls. Somebody to sit down and write compelling television for yeah, them. Because right now, they have no stories. They're just fighting. And there's nothing worse than watching two people just have a championship match for no reason. Yeah. Or, or, or matches for no reason. Even though I'm not a big fan of, like, Kansa Ray and Mia Yim's storyline, at least there's a reason as to why they yeah, have street yes. fights. You know, mm-hmm. you know, but like, Terrible. we just, we just, they just need somebody to sit down. Honestly, they need somebody to really like talk to these girls on a one-on-one basis. I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but when I book shows, I talk to people individually. I say, what are the stories that you want to tell? Mm-hmm. What, 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 is, what is something that you've never done before that you want to do? What do you do well and what do you don't do well? Hear from their point of view and your own point of view, and you can draw conclusions. But I just feel like, you know, Chris Statlander was getting over. Even though I don't really understand her gimmick, but she was getting over. Cause Isn't her, she from space? Like she's like an alien. Yeah, she's like, like an alien. Is that what it is? Yeah. She's, okay. she, it's like one of those like post like it's like an orange cast. She's like thing. a more like a yeah. men in black character. I, 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 you said I think she just has space on her gear, and then she said she was from outer space. I'm from. Oh, so it wasn't too deep. I don't think it was deep. I see, I but mean, I, I mean, I'm taking it. I'm but taking see, it, but I would would love for them to take it deeper. You know, you have this budget. She should be doing some men in black shit, you know, mm. vignettes and having a spaceship for like her championship match, like, mm. you know, some cool shit, you know, or, or, you know, like, you know, doing the suggestion of making her gear a little bit more metallic and not just that kind of like, you can get a you know, I think Michael's space. You know how dope it would be? Like, what's her big event all in? All out, whatever. All out. If like she had a big match and she came out wearing like the men in black suit. Oh, that'd be dope. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you play it up like all year, like you're an alien, like, or like the person working against her was a man of black. Now that'd be fucking fire. You know, or like a like a like a like a like a. I can see Big Swole doing that shit. You know, to fuck with her. Yeah, you can do it. You know, neuralizer. Uh, you know, they just got to and they got a lot of women. You know, they should sign Danny Danny Jordan. She's doing a lot of their darts. She's a really talented uh, performer. Uh, that uh, Chanel girl is, I mean, would be a real asset to them right now. Because um, she's got a lot of personality to make up for a lot of people that don't have one. Tessa? Um, mm-hmm. Nigga, you crazy? <laughs> 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 uh, I thought we were just throwing out, you know, names of potential. Yeah, yeah you ain't, that's not the name. <laughs> you ain't catching me today, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to sit here and be like, she's not talented, but like, uh, it is I stand with La Rosa Negra. Fuck that nigga. Yeah, facts. Mm-hmm. facts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck her. Um, I think Impact. I think Impact has the best. Impact North, has a really North good. North American. Uh, at, biggest division. I, 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 shout out to Impact. I like what they're doing with uh, Jordan and, and Deanna. Um, you know, they, 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 they're allowing Deanna to have a character, which is good because her just saying she's a virtuoso a hundred times doesn't mean anything unless we get context. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so finally we have context. Uh, I really like what Kiara and Tasha are doing. I hate the comparisons 
of black women in wrestling. What they're doing is so different than what Bailey and Sasha are doing. Uh, and I think that what they're doing... Are they, are they comparing them? Yeah, a lot of the fans... They, that's what the fans been doing. The fans are... Because, you know, that's how they do it. You know, when it's women of color of any type, they be like, let's put them together and compare. Oh, you know how yeah. they used to do... Uh, Three Profits. Yeah, yeah, yeah Private Park. park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, they're <laughs> not doing the same thing either. Yeah, um, they're not. I, I think... Uh, <laughs> I like what Sue Young is doing with this Sue Young Susie. Uh, I love Sue Young. The two um, two two halves of a thing. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, some of them I'm not big fans of, but uh, I think that for the most part they have a solid women's division. I think that it's just that sometimes you got to sit down and tell different kind of stories. Like the Sue Young thing is really cool. Um, we haven't really seen a woman do a Jacqueline Hyde gimmick mm-hmm. in wrestling. Uh, but yeah. Women's wrestling is doing pretty good. I wish MLW would have a women's division. I do too, man. Even though they said they were going to do one and then like deleted the tweet and then never did it, but like they should do it. Yeah, because like I said, MLW is my favorite favorite promotion right I now. I mean, they, they have a very nice presentation. I'll yeah. give them that. And you know, Selena Dorota doesn't have to do all the workload for the female gender. Yeah, you know, they can have a lot of a lot of women. And, uh, there's a lot of women out here that could be signed. And Ring of Honor's women's division is just. A- Oof, shameless, embarrassing. I mean, and I, I was really excited when Maria came in because Maria was doing some cool shit. Maria's a, a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. and I was really happy for her. You know, and the match she had with Angelina Love, I thought was pretty good. Yeah. And then it was just kind of like nothing, and I was really disappointed because I'm like, you know, you can you can build a, I mean, you could build a division, but hey, I wish Ring of Honor would have had a women's division around like that period, like. 506 because they had that sister group Shimmer and like they had like I said they could have got um, uh, Daisy Hayes like Festa or Lefisto. Uh like there was a lot of t- like women's talent that like especially during that time that won't get really talked about mm-hmm. but you know just looking at it from rose colored rose colored glasses is that the same rose colored glasses yeah, yeah. okay alright yeah, yeah well mm-hmm. oh I'm great man Anything you mean? Um, nah, I've got anything. Not for that. I'm straight. I ain't got nothing else on my notes. Mm-mm. All right, I'm going to give y'all a treat. Oh, yes, sir. I saw the preview. All right, I'm pulling it up right now. Come on. Oh. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, no what, you, what you're about to get right here is a, a world exclusive here on the Black Guy Russell Podcast. We don't do this often. You know what I mean? We don't even do this amongst ourselves. But... I think you're in for it. This is going to be a treat. A special treat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, hold on. Oh, ain't no thing. Man, we can, yeah, I was going to say, we can stall as long as you need to. All day. Y'all are funny as fuck. I miss doing those commercials, man. All right. Oh, oh, he's doing the commercial. We got oh, shout back. out to Choice Crafts. Shout out to Choice Crafts. Shout out to the corner store chef. Yeah, man. Shout out to Choice Crafts because you make our excellent shirts. Yes. <laughs> All right. So when uh, last year I was in some shit, got into you know uh, some, some, some mental troubles, and I and I had nothing but time after a match mm-hmm. to reflect on the, the past few years. So I wrote this. Because uh, my theme song at the time was Cardi B's Red Flowers Freestyle, which is still available on World Star Hip Hop, um, which is, I think, her best rap, vocal, performance, artistry ever. I don't think it's going to get better than that. <coughs> but, uh, yeah. So, you know, 
I'll do it right now. Come on. Right. I never, I've never rapped in front of anybody before. Oh, oh shit. Alright, alright, so. Alright. I swear to God, they ain't want to see me lead a war. Britney Spears shit, and now they're scared to give me more. They'd rather see me in my place doing jobs with dubs. I guess I really gotta show them what the fuck is up. I'm on some new shit, that Billy D. Bodega shit. Every time I catch a hating bitch, they only Twitter shit. Can't blow up the facts, put on line mark and honest shit. You set yourself up. They may like seem like Billy's bugging bitch. And niggas hating on me really be upset. I don't know, make me wonder who you got between your legs. You a real nigga mad at a puff of getting bread. Use my bitch from the jump. Come give your daddy head. Woo! Scroll down, scroll down on the timeline. Snake shit, fake shit all up in real time. I walk the walk. I'm here at the front line, ready for the bullshit. You know this is my bloodline. My crime getting stiff for the one time. Your conscience quick, kind of judge my Pull up with your goofy click, phony headlines. Never gonna see the big B in the rap times. Hey! Damn! <laughs> so, yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Damn! Boy. All the prizes. Let's go! Thanks, man. You said that's the first time you read the front of anybody? Anybody, anybody. <laughs> hey, look, hey. first of all, we are honored. Yeah. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Now, that was fire, hey. bro. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Damn. You did a great job. I was like, hey, yo, man, I liked, uh, it sounded kind of like, um, like, little Kanye and shit. Like, yeah. right at the beginning, like, when I heard, like, how your flow is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Do you yeah. got a rap album coming up? Uh, so oh, oh shit! Oh, my exclusive. Oh. <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> uh, so I'm working on some raps, and uh, I have a homie that does production, and we'll see. Hey, okay. No promises, but I, I I might do like an EP, like a three to five song EP. Hey, hey, look, G. So I'm a poet, and like I said, I'm doing a poetry. Your poem was dope this week. Much love, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But I do. Um, I'm doing a poetry event. I did one last year, and I wanted to do one this year. And I would love, you know, hopefully by the end of the year when everything clears up. Oh, excuse me, I, I need you to perform. I need, I need, I need you. To, I need, you, I need you to be out there spitting some shit. You should definitely be there if we, if we are able to have it. And ain't that but a thing? My God, yeah. that's what the fuck I like to hear. And now, first of all, this was a fantastic episode. I love it. Yeah, this, this is cool. I mean, I, mean, I hope, oh, yeah. I hope our vibe was. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed oh, yourself oh, here. Man. I had a great time. I had a great time, man. This is this is what it's about, like. You know, I hope everybody who's listening has made it to this far. You know, you enjoyed the convo and gotten to know me a little bit better. I mean, and, you know, it's sad that I didn't know they were black wrestling podcasts and things like that. So when I find them, I really would love to, you know, talk to them. I listen, you know. I may not always post about it. Like, shout out to the Self-Control Podcast. Oh, that's Uh, okay. Those are the DDT Divas Podcast. Uh, Those Wrestling Girls Podcast. Uh, we, we love wrestling too. Uh, podcast, uh, Jabba Tears, Dead Ass Girls, Dead Ass Girls. Yeah, yeah. shout out yeah. to the Dead Ass Girls. They keep it all the way real. Um, <laughs> they can do that. Yeah. Uh, they be frying the fuck out. Um, <laughs> there's, 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 there's a lot of like a beautiful culture that uh, I'm discovering. I think a lot of us are discovering, and we all here to just you know boost this culture so that there's something for the next generation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And because, like I said, you know, I, you know, I don't want to get too sentimental and everything. But like I said, when the one thing, especially when it comes to this podcast, is we try to support black wrestling in every way aspect. And like I said, I'm a believer, especially in today's standard, of what I see on TV, that's cool. But it's what I see outside of TV. And I recognize, like I said, my favorites have changed drastically. And you're in that tier, man. You, I appreciate that. When I say, like, like you are, you know, I won't, I won't exaggerate when I put Billy Dixon the God or I call you a legend because that's what you are, man. I appreciate you know what I mean? That. You have done phenomenal things in the, the short span that I've known you. Like I said, I see nothing 
but pure success in everything that you do. The vision that you have, bro, if you need anything, we yeah. are here. You know what I mean? Yo, Scott, like, for you, like, for real, like, the sky's the limit for you, bro. Like, I had, like, I, I didn't, I wasn't aware that you were um, so, like, involved in, like, the, the um, like, booking and everything. Yeah. And, like, and, like, you have an excellent mind with it, so I think, like, all we need is a chance, man. Man, let me tell you. <laughs> BET, I hope you're listening. <laughs> TV One, I hope you're listening. Facts. Or Nick Cannon's new streaming service, I hope you're listening. <laughs> Diddy, we're not listening. Diddy, 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 I have not drank Ciroc in several years. I'm not, I'm not yeah, listening to you either. No, no. <laughs> you ain't going to get me. God. And Title just fired a bunch of people, so that's not the question. Yeah, Title did yeah. fire a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Title did. But, bro, tell people where they can find you. Is there anything else you want to drop on people? You know what I mean? Any words of wisdom that you want to just, you know, sprinkle on these hoes out here? I, um... All right, so you can follow me on all social medias at the Billy Dixon. That is T H E B I L Y D I X O N. And uh, yes, in the upcoming future, uh, hopefully when the Rona gets vaccinated or we just decide we don't give a fuck, um, I will be running the first ever pro wrestling slash uh, ballroom Kiki Vogue event called Paris is Bumping uh, in the DC area. Uh, more details on that. There may be something regarding that coming out later this year. Uh, and basically, my my whole thing is just like, do you. I think that uh, it sounds really sim- simple, but I think a lot of us, we kind of forget that along the way because of the world just puts so much pressure. But do you and the rest is going to follow. And I got nothing but love uh, to the Blackout Wrestling Podcast. Thank y'all for having me. And uh, hopefully we, we can all... You know, chop it up at a show, and hopefully we can get more of our brothers and sisters and siblings on this podcast. Y'all, 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 fucking funny as fuck. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. We appreciate that, it. One question: Is that belt defended in twenty four seven rules? <laughs> Siri. <laughs> uh, I, 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 or do you have to sign like a contract? So we 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 do like blood oaths. And, and uh, you gotta name your first name child after the inaugural champion. That would be myself. So mm. even if it is a girl, you're gonna name her William. I will talk mm. to my fiance. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I think that that kind of seals your fate of getting yeah. that. Absolutely. Mm. But, damn. Okay. You tried. I did. I did. <laughs> right, cool. Cool. You can find me at uh, Poetic Scotland on Twitter and Scotland underscore Underwood on Instagram. You can find me at uh, Twitter and Instagram at Rally of the Leaf. Let's see if I can do this right. What? And you can find me. Oh. <laughs> you can find me at my OnlyFans <laughs> and Twitter at DMAC Tardy. Dr- Big Draco. Big Draco. It's Big Draco. Big Draco. <laughs> I can't do a good DMAC. Oh, we got an OnlyFans? Uh, no, 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 no. Actually, we don't know. Wait, wait. wait. Yeah, we really, I know he jokes a lot, but we're not really sure. I, I'm, I don't think. I think he's. Look, I, I might jump on that train. Motherfucker, like he getting 100K a month. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. Like. Hey man, if you can get it, I say go for get it. Get your paper. Get, get it how you live. Get your paper. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, but shout bro. out, shout out to D Mac. Shout out to D Mac. Hopefully, damn, he won't be back for a couple weeks. No, he will not. Yeah, he's going to Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> so we do have some stuff lined up. You know what I mean? We got a contest about to come up. You know what I mean? If you want to come vibe with us, man, come vibe with us, Billy. You have a seat yeah. here whenever you want, my brother. Oh, yeah, just let us know. Yes. Appreciate yes. you. If you yeah. ever need managers, we are available. Okay. If you need a commentating team, 
Peninsula Heat is available for <laughs> for all commentary issues. I think we do a pretty good job. I think we got it. Yeah, we can make this happen all the time. <laughs> Until next week, we are out. Peace. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and loans, internal data. Points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access.org. Number 3030.